Hey guys, brand new podcast. My movie, The Machine, comes out Memorial Day weekend. I'm just going to say that every single day. Go to themachine.movie to get your tickets, pre-buy your tickets. We're doing a live in-theater event that Thursday that'll stream directly into the movie theaters. I'll be live somewhere on top of a mountain, Speedo, drinking and, and partying, and maybe I'll have Tommy with me. I'll see if I can convince Tom to be with me. He's taking a shit right now in this room. This is the new studio. Tops Off World Tour. Tops Off World Tour. This week, Moline, Rockford, uh, Oshkosh, Peoria, uh, Bismarck. Next week, Augusta, Tupelo, Jonesboro. What am I forgetting, Pete? Don't worry about it. Go to burpburpburp.com. Get your tickets. I'll see you on tour. This episode, this is the new studio. The episode you're about to watch was the last episode we recorded in the old studio. And it's fitting because it went, it was with Jay Oakson. Jay Oakson is my one of my favorite dudes in the world. We went to the Super Bowl together. He's gonna be on the he's gonna be on the fully loaded tour. Fully loaded's got David Tell, uh, Lewis Black, Tiffany Haddish, Big Jay Oakerson, Dan Soder, Mark Norman, Shane Gillis, Tammy Pescatelli. Fortune Feimster, Chad Daniels. Who am I forgetting? It's it's a sick lineup. There, all the names are up there, I'm sure. But this episode is with Big J Oakerson. He has a new special called called Dog Belly. That's streaming April 5th on YouTube. Dog Belly, April 5th on YouTube. Go to Big J Oakerson's website and and go to his YouTube page and subscribe and watch Dog Belly. April 5th, Big J Oakerson's one of the funniest guys in the fucking world. I absolutely adore him. It's a great podcast. You'll enjoy it. Dog Belly, April 5th on YouTube. Ladies and gentlemen, my friend, Big J Oakerson. This is... Obviously, we all start the New Year's with the best intentions when it comes to sticking to a fitness routine. But sticking to it's hard. That's why the FitBot app is changing the game. The FitBot app creates a workout program that's personalized to your goals, your fitness levels, and available equipment. It learns from your previous workouts and adapts as you improve. Start making progress towards your fitness goals today with 25% off a FitBod subscription. Here's what you do. You just pick a fitness goal, select your equipment, and the FitBod app will custom a workout program for you. Whether you've been missing time in the gym or you've been hitting plateaus, the FitBod app will build a workout plan individualized just for you. The app switches up your exercises to avoid overtraining or burning out while keeping your fitness fresh and fun. Your program also changes based on personal progress for maximized results. Whether you work out in the weight room or in your living room, the FitBot app has you covered. Learn new movements right away with over 1,400 HD demonstration videos. A full year of FitBot is less than the cost of a single session with a personal trainer. Why aren't you on this app? Keep up your fitness habits with a personalized workout program from FitBot. Get 25% off your subscription or try the app for free at FitBot.me. Slash Bert. That's F I T B O D dot me M E slash Bert. Do you don't you love that you don't like that you in when you guys do Legion of Skanks, you get to casually listen? What do you mean? Like because you get because it's three of you. So when you guys have a guest on, you just kind of get to sit back, and if you don't want to talk, you don't have to do anything. I yeah. wish I had three the, people on my podcast. The reason the problem with that though is in the way pot affects me now as I get older, it's short term memory. Oh, for real? Completely. So if I don't say anything for a while, even if I said the first thing, 
This happened last night on stage. They're in a whole thing talking about a person who I've already forgotten who we're talking about, and I'm trying to listen to their clues to seem like I do know. Actually, last night I had one of my, and it's only happened like three or four times, where I ate funny things in my head at the same time. And in mid-sentence, I went, I went, Lewis, that's a lot like um, you, because um, the guy, I don't know. <laughs> I just gave up. For it. <laughs> He's like, what? I'm like, Wait, I don't Were you guys all out here? Yeah, yeah. Well, they were here. They did New Year's at the store. Oh, really? At the comedy store, yeah, like a show or two shows. And then since I was now staying in town, I was like, let's stick around. So are they still here? Duh, Lewis is Dave left in the morning. Dave left this morning. Yeah. Lewis Dave has an Uber are you waiting doing, are for him. So the, the second the show's over. <laughs> are you are you at the store tonight? Yeah, same show as you. Oh, okay. Yeah, nice. yeah. we're both doing the the Josh had a Meyerless Josh had a Meyer show <laughs> where you have to give something away. I think I called them and checked if that's what the show was. I mean, yeah. so we have to give something away, and I I just go through and grab left like the shirts I don't want, t shirts I don't want. And I just throw them in a bag. I want to give like a joint. <laughs> I have nothing emotional out here to give away. That's uh, that's not a bad idea. I'm not I'm not drinking right now. I haven't been drinking. I'm gonna not drink until I don't know. I might drink tonight, but I, I but I'm gonna not drink until I go to Europe because mm-hmm. I think I'm gonna drink a lot. Hard, hard. I'm what places to, are you going to? Uh, I go to Oslo. I go to uh, Copenhagen, Denmark, Sweet. Oh, here it is: Oslo, Stockholm, Berlin, Copenhagen, Dublin, Athens, Manchester, London, Glasgow, Newcastle, Amsterdam, Antwerp. Man, Manchester, Berlin. That's a lot of no black people around white drinking. <laughs> a lot of these. A lot of the fucking first round. There's, there's no one evening you out as yeah. a black guy's in the place. Like, hey, let's not get too crazy. Yeah. And then, uh, and then I'm in February. I'm on tour pretty fucking aggressively. Pretty fucking aggressively. Tour like, bus again? Yeah, tour bus. I just bought one. Yeah. Yeah. Not one of the ones we were on. No. I I, I, I like that party bus. Yeah, it was great. Yeah, I would. I would love to live in a party bus. Did you get a Star Lounge one or oh, yeah, Star Coach? Yeah, you did. Yeah, uh, Sam Morell hit me up with his two buses that he was looking at. He's like, I haven't taken a bus. I'm going out, dude. What's happened to fucking comedy? Everyone's got tour buses. Every, it's so big right now. I still don't, and I really want one. <laughs> you are the perfect tour bus guy. I, <clears throat> I would after be the this special. Tour, after this, special. I would be the perfect tour bus guy because. But when I went out, the only times I've done them, tour bus was. A zillion years ago, Dave Attell asked me if I wanted to go on the last leg of the Insomniac tour, oh, like the East Coast. Wait, how old were you then? You were young. 24? Oh, my maybe God. Five, maybe 25? And uh, he was like, yeah, he goes, you want to come with me on this thing? So I was like, yeah. And then I finagled Joe DeRosa in somehow, which is pretty funny. I was like, hey, my new roommate, like, do you need a host for this theater tour? He was like, yeah, sure. And so I brought Joe. And we went on that, and it was funny. Like Joe and Attell, like Attell, like we'll sit in the smoke in the front, but then he just does kind of kick out, yeah, and do his own thing. There was no like energy of like tour bus hang on it. Yeah, he was he sober at the time. No. Oh, really? No, but it was just like. But he wasn't like a cat. He wasn't like a social drinker. He was after the show to like meet people and stuff. But then when it was like over, it was over. But That's he crazy. would uh, kind of kick out. And uh, he'd hang out like and stuff, but it's, I don't know. It just wasn't like an energy of like tour bus. Like also at 25 years old, I'm like, hey, you could put video games in here and you don't. <laughs> and then I went out in 2010 when I went on like the tours with uh, Corn, like the Mayhem Fest tours. Yeah. That was uh, the first one was only four people on the bus, which was amazing. That's just great. production guys. Oh, so it's just you and four pr- production guys? Three production guys. It was just four people. Everyone had a condo bunk. Well, that's the best. Great. Yeah. So uh, I like 
I really had a fun time with that. I even brought my video games and played them in the back. But where I was friendly with one of the guys, they're production guys. So when we get back on the bus, those guys have to go to sleep. They're up at oh, yeah. 5 a.m. to start building and setting up banners. Their hours shit. are ridiculous. Crazy. It's crazy. That's why they party on those tours. Every When there's a day off the next day, they party hard. Yeah, we partied with... We had, uh, we had just merch guys. Well, we travel with... Uh, when we do larger venues, we travel with a crew. Mm-hmm. same crew i think they're mostly visual and audio dudes but um they but their fucking schedules are insane they get up at they get up at the crack of dawn to set up the stage yeah and then they're up until the end of the show to tear it down and then you start feeling like well shit if i go long they're gonna be up extra late tonight and yeah. they're gonna drive to bangor maine as the crowd's like cheering and so they're in the back going like this asshole Motherfucker. but those tours and then the other one i was on like the you know 12 people on the bus thing yeah both of them were fun and i made friends on both and everything but i all i kept feeling i was like man if this was like you can pick your guys yeah like and do this like it would be the most fun thing in the world fully loaded that's what fully loaded was but it was so funny also that my friends i'll never forget this when i was daydreaming that (laughs) this is so many years ago as you know this is shit 13 years ago now when I did that, and I was daydreaming, so far from even thinking we'd ever have a tour bus thing. Yeah, I was like, man, it'd just be this best. Like, you'd get everyone just do. You don't do the star lounge. You do it where there's an actual lounge in the back, and that's yeah. where you set up video games. You can smoke pot while you're driving. Go up front with the driver and smoke cigarettes, <laughs> and everything's just so great. And right away, I think it was Lewis was like, nah, I would need like my own space or something on the thing. And I was like, <laughs> come on, man, we're daydreaming. <laughs> like, he's already thinking. He goes, now nah, I would need the biggest room. He's, he's in his daydream he's a drip <laughs> he's like nah yeah he goes ah, the logistics wouldn't work out oh, where are we gonna shower for christ why sakes? don't you guys do a skanks fest tour like the way we do fully loaded there yep. should be a skanks fest run i know lewis lewis is such a fu- lewis and dave are sleepers like they're so fascinating mm-hmm. and like when i first like when i first met lewis i was like i was like he's cool He's I know I know he's like I know he's like a tough guy. So I was like, anyone who's tough, I kind of go, the fact that you're cool says a lot. Sure. You know? And so I met him with Bobby. What's that? Little Jeter joints. Oh, nice. They're my faves. The um I I met him, I met him through, I think I met him. He opened for me in like West Nyack. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, he's cool as shit. I like him. And then Dave, I didn't understand Dave forever. Yeah. Like I didn't get Dave because like you'd go and Dave's funny as shit, but he's like, he's he was on this different level. Well, he knows what's going on in the world. None of us do yeah. or care. <laughs> I I mean, he is. You know, Rogan thinks he's smart. Yeah. Like if Rogan thinks you're smart, you're probably smart. smart. Yeah, yeah. Rogan's like, well, you know, Dave Smith's one of the best, and I'm like, and I remember I remember the first time going like, going like, just it's so weird. And it's hard to exp- explain to someone who probably is listening and thinking the same thing I'm thinking, going. Dave Smith from Legion of Skanks. Because when you think Legion of Skanks, you guys got you guys got painted with this broad brush that you weren't. Right. Like you guys, you I remember the best was you were called a Nazi. Yeah. yeah. A Jewish guy was called a Nazi. <laughs> over and over. Over and over. And they don't accept I'm Jewish as a reason for not being a Nazi. That's the best part. <laughs> they're always like, and I'm like, yeah, I don't. I think the signups wouldn't go well for me. And uh, like, I think we're are. on the other side of the fence, guys. <laughs> and even if I wanted to join, they'd be like, does this say here you're Jewish? I'm like, yeah. Is that going to be a problem, guys? <laughs> yeah, I'm Jewish. Is that a thing still? <laughs> but 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 I, it's so funny because you guys got painted with that. And I know you guys. So I, I was like, that's fucking horseshit. But then 
when the day I found, because I was like, oh, Dave's just funny. Like, he's just a cunning, funny. He's just yeah. funny. I know we got in trouble at one time. I don't think you're allowed to talk about it. Remember we got in trouble at one time for Dave Smith? Yeah. What was his trouble for? Didn't he get in trouble in Texas? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and so. Oh, yeah. yeah. But I mean, nothing like, yeah. It was you, like, But it's nothing. You, I don't think you can talk about it because he just wants it to go away. I think so. Yeah, but it was just like weed stuff. Yeah, it was weed it was, stuff. Yeah, it was, it was, like it was yeah, it wasn't bad. Like, no, and it wasn't even smoking weed or anything. It was just having weed in his bag that he was giving to somebody else for yeah. a ride, but it was still in his bag. So when he got nailed, it was like it fell on him. Yeah. Stupid. And it was just a bad part of Texas where they were like, where they didn't see I mean, it. literally, like even before it was like legal in New York, like in New York, that was be like a maybe bring you to the station and yeah. give you your ticket and send you on your way. But this was like, it was an ordeal. Yeah. But I remember sure. hearing him on Rogan and he was breaking down. He was breaking he was breaking down politics to Joe. I yeah, remember yeah. I was in my sauna and I went, hold on. I go, man, I've really underestimated Dave. Like I, I every time I see him, it's casual. Like, hey Dave, how you doing? He's like, good man, how you doing? Never like, hey man, can you explain something to me real quick? Oh, I do that to him all the time. I call in and I if I by the way, it always hits me like months and months later. Do you know what I mean? And then I need him to explain it to me. I'm like, Dave, so the insurrection wasn't that cool, right? <laughs> <laughs> And he's going to be like, yeah, no, it was bad for this. And I'm like, oh, okay. So wait, this Russia-Ukraine thing, <laughs> it's like not going away anytime soon. He's like, well, here's the problem. But also because Dave's like deep into it, like he has the thing. I just always go with like the popular thing is right, and I just quietly stand behind it. Yeah. Do you know what I, I, mean? I just, I, I don't say anything, and I listen. And then listening, I found out means that your silence is violence <laughs> no i know that yeah that's another kind of scary thing but even like the like i get so skittish when you hear it's like black lives matter is bullshit and you're like ha come on man <laughs> you don't mean that and then <laughs> and then like you hear someone's things what they're talking about and it's not like a racial thing they're yeah. just saying like the mechanics of it are like fucked up like, oh okay because i just go like black lives matter yeah. my mom <laughs> I had I had a black guy. I remember saying Black Lives Matter to a black guy, and he told me why I was wrong. And he was like, "No, that's just who was it? Was it David Lucas? Was it David Lucas?" And he was like, "Yeah, that's just to make you white." No, I'm good. I got to work tonight. I can't work and get high. Wow. Uh, I, he goes, "That's just for you white people to have a place to donate to not feel bad about yourselves." <laughs> he goes, "You think I'm giving money to Black Lives Matters?" I remember calling in a panic to my social media guy to. Like to change because when it was like they were doing the like Tuesday tomorrow's like blackout. Tuesday, yeah, 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 yeah. Put up like a black thing on your social media, so I was like, yeah, you know, go ahead, like put it up, put up the black thing. And then that morning when I woke up and I saw people doing it, and underneath it right away is like black people going like, oh wow, so you put up a black, so so that probably helps us out a lot. And I'm like, don't put up the black square please like, i wish i had been the smart guy that put up the metallica album <laughs> that was the fucking funny one the black album. I, what happened to me is i got up that morning and i was like and i saw it and i was like oh that's cool and then i was like oh that's really cool like in thinking like it's a great way to use social media to kind of like make a statement and i was like oh neat and so then i was like how do i get the black square you know so i'm like googling <laughs> like i google and i go google and just back square and then i google it and then i i screenshot it and then i and then i go i could have just taken a picture of my finger so i was gonna say you could just put it against your hand and took a picture i took so long where to do, do you it. find black <laughs> and then and then i posted it no that 
And then I went to post it and I went, oh, hold on. I I might, this might be like one of those things where it's all of a sudden it's going to get, I, I've never really talked about politics. I'm just going to step out. And then I remember going like, hey, maybe I wasn't on my phone today. <laughs> yeah, that's what I did. I said, don't post anything today. Yeah. I, went with. I go, just don't post anything. And then no one's going to be like, in this time. Yeah. The funniest of that was um, when we first went in the quarantine and we were doing Bonfire, the Sirius XM show from home. Um, we were recording. We stopped doing this after this immediately because we're like, we can't get caught in this again. We were recording the day before for the next day, always. It was a pre-record. Oh, we, we do that with two bears. We have a big Britney Griner podcast coming out. Yeah. Where we're like, man, she needs to be freed. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly the kind of thing. So I remember uh, going on, and we just did a, a funny show. Yeah. And that's, you know, but nonsense. And that and you day did. was a day like George Floyd, like later that day, uh, George Floyd thing happened. And there was already that night, like protests in the streets and kind of yeah. chaos in New York even. <laughs> and we had to go record a disclaimer be like hey guys we're not lunatics who don't realize that the world has changed since yesterday but like we recorded this like right before that wait, wait so wait. enjoy the laughs wait can i can i by the way we can edit this out right now if you don't want to talk about this i'm hoping you do because i i'm thinking the time has passed and it's gone but if you don't want to talk about we can change it what happened what was the thing happened where the fucking the audio was left on on bonfire for like two hours one time oh oh no it it, what it, well, it wasn't left on well yes i guess it was left on it was he just put out the raw the pre-record behind the scenes of just like when we were on commercial breaks got left in there that is my biggest by the way we can edit this out if you want because i don't remember what it was no, about fine. it wasn't i don't remember what it was deal. about it wasn't that big of a deal it was just so it was it could have been worse yeah like way worse it was just he was talking about uh Shaw did bobby lee's thing oh and he was just going like he was like man like bobby lee's wife like was handling like shop she was like giving him the bit and it was just like that it was but i remember i remember i remember being on the bus was i with you in that no no i was on the bus and whoever was on the bus with me was like fucking curtain open shrink has anyone seen what happened with the bonfire and i was like shrink, what and they're like the fucking lou left the fucking the raw audio. left the raw audio on and then posted all of it that is my biggest fear i remember coming back from south africa and being on cowhead and talking about something about south africa and and then going and whatever i said was like between friends and then i was like in a weird way i was like are you are you recording this he goes yeah it goes to our live feed and i went you're like and we'll be right back after these messages yeah. guys i think apartheid actually was probably better <laughs> Like, mine was excuse about me? My, my thing was about they were i'd gotten back from south africa i'd been touring there and i'd done radio and one of the guys said beautiful place that, isn't it ah, one of the few like crazy I places love, i've been i love it's gorgeous it's one of the most beautiful places i've ever been in the world it's one of the biggest it's like what texas thinks it is yeah it's yeah. like bigger stronger <clears throat> all the dudes are fucking like oh, okay but i'll get out i'm got bad with accents but so um <laughs> but uh i loved it i had been there when i'd done the south african comedy festival and i'd been there and said uh and i'd done an interview and a guy was talking to me about apartheid and affirmative action and it was a conversation i'd had with this radio guy who on air was like i've had a couple of these where he was like he was like yeah man um you know 
we're really happy for apartheid getting over and what i'm bad at accents but you know yeah he's like okay oh apartheid's finally over (laughs) it's time to party other africans and i'm all about the affirmative action and and then we and then we cut to break and he was (coughs) one of the most racist individuals i've ever met in my entire life and i was like and he was like, yeah, you got to put it up for the, you, gotta, you know, you got to do the right thing for the thing. And I was like, and then I was telling Cowhead what he said off break. Like I was doing, and then this guy, and then I was like, did I just, I was like, is this streaming? I'll be fucking, I, that's my, I, you know, I, I think I'm, I honestly think I'm a better person because I wear microphones so much. And so once you wear microphones a lot, you realize everyone's listening to everything you say. But we did your roast. I went out, they mic'd oh, me, fuck. I forgot, and I went outside. And fucking uh, would be talking to Kurt and just shitting on comics and then have to think to be like, eh. I'm like, go on. And he's like, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm wearing a microphone and we've already gone too far. <laughs> we were we were doing a show. Me, Brett Ernst and Theo Vaughn were doing a fraternity show where we started a fraternity. And me, Bretters and Theo were comfortable wearing mics, but all of these guys were all like contest not contestants, but they were like trying to join. They were like, we found them all fucking on on Craigslist. <laughs> and the sound guy would just pull me aside <coughs> and he'd be like, come here, and then take his heads off and put them on me. And it was just this dude getting his dick sucked in the bathroom. And he's like, yeah, all of it, all of it. And he's like, <laughs> and so I just went over and knocked on the door and they're like, occupied. <laughs> yeah. I've uh, I've been I've been I've had sound guys I the good sound guys good sound guys will drop your levels the second you're not recording yeah that's what they said they were doing at your yeah. roast but yeah. who knows but he talked about getting caught in the thing I remember uh, doing Comedy Connection in Rhode Island once and this guy who was very vocal during the show too it's a real bro yeah of a guy wasn't a bad they came downstairs at one point everyone was pretty much gone and they go there's a couple upstairs definitely like fucking or something and the bathroom and he's like so one of the owners like oh i gotta go like kick him out and i was like oh dude i'm coming to watch this <laughs> it just made me it made me laugh so hard he just knocks on the door and they're not answering but you just like the you know the feet facing the same way yeah and uh or maybe it was her at that point i think she was like blowing him and uh <laughs> the guy knocks on the door he goes come on buddy we need you to come out no answer no answer come on we need you to come out he goes he goes he goes uh okay okay and then i it's like another minute passes and they don't come out and then he knocks in he goes he goes he goes are you coming out he goes oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> i just kept going it made me judge the girl way more for some reason like you pig this guy's a guy but get yourself together lady call your family we i had a are you one day and we can cut this out if you want no 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 one day or because i've told it to yeah. a tell and like a couple other people we're going to tell the story of your roast. <laughs> we could, well, I, don't even, it was, I don't remember any of it. I believe you. I can I tell you the whole night if you want. I, yeah. <coughs> oh, I, I can tell you the whole night. It'll be the whole podcast. I, I don't remember any of it. I was so <laughs> uncomfortable with all of it that I got blackout drunk and smoked. I smoked a joint because we were held for so long backstage. I smoked a joint waiting to thinking I'd walk it out on stage. And I got down <laughs> to the point where you couldn't tell it was a joint anymore. So I lit another one and then walked it on stage and immediately gave it to someone. I don't remember a fucking thing about it. Kurt Metzger said he's seen worse uh, get edited better. So <laughs> maybe we're in luck, but it was wild. It was insane. 
every detail from showing up to whatever has been hilarious. It was minor it was, highlights I can give you is I feel like it never ever got acknowledged once that the theme was Florida Trap. Well, two funny things. Yeah. One, <laughs> they didn't tell me the theme. Or my manager or something. Oh, yeah, Adam, yeah. Adam, they didn't tell me the theme. No, but they did it on part. They said, like, he goes, there's a theme, but don't even worry about it. Really? Because hilariously, I already dressed like Florida trash all the time. <laughs> I No one questioned me if I was dressed for the show or not. They were well, like, perfect. Well, Leanne, Leanne misunderstood it and thought it said dress all in white. So she bought white outfits for everyone. Oh. And then the day of was like, oh, shit, it's white trash. And then Leanne went and just got clothes she normally wears like <laughs> like shit that's like her granny gave her like yeah. her petticoat and whatever and and i think it's a petticoat and then coat her hair up and then got there and it was like she, leanne goes oh shit it's sexy white trash and i was like <laughs> yeah it could be sexy anything sure. you can do whatever the fuck you want with sexy it also said tops off and i was the only person there without a shirt on yeah, the you are the skinniest person. individual. I'm the only person. You have the there. longest torso I've ever seen. Yeah. And I saw you. I thought there were legs. I saw someone standing upside down. Like you were. <laughs> I'd murder. I'd murder for a week with that body. Oh, oh, the clothes I'd buy. I tell everyone when they go to New York, they should do Legion of Skanks. Yeah, well, it's, it's the funny. Show. But you guys, I understand. I also, under if it becomes a do it, like here's the thing, especially with people we don't know very yeah. well, like we'll go like talk about uh, with some feelings that it's a comic though you know what i mean unless it's like a bad person thing yeah we'll go to think so i'm sure we've made you know we did the that i sent you the thing the, of the yeah. uh, nikki glazer song yeah. we yeah. did and everything and nikki is uh i love that about nikki she's a comic first she's a comic she, and wasn't she like, thought it was funny and was yeah, like she was fine and then when we did fully loaded she's like we should do a duet together yeah 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 i said that i was we were texting each other and then i'm like it would be really funny if it's if it like leaked footage but, of us doing a here's song here's the thing is like is like i got trashed on legion of skanks do you remember that for what uh it was one of my favorites it's one of my favorite stories ever one of my favorite uh quarantine right we're doing comedy gives back oh yeah oh yeah and oh, I, oh yeah and yeah. i interviewed sandler no that I, wasn't on legion of skanks oh what was it? we did that on that show i thought i thought it was legion of skanks on the show though no 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 it was bonfire it was oh. me dan sal volcano yeah. and joe de rosa and and so and i get in the car and you're the first call i got and you go bro you go, that was fucking epic. I go, good, huh? And you go, good. You go, I'm giving you a heads up. We're trashing you in about five minutes. And I went, what do you mean? And you go, you asked him if he had Netflix. I go, does he? And you go, you go Bernie has a $250 million deal with Netflix. He definitely has Netflix. He has it. Yeah, he has it. But that's the thing is like. They may have I, like, thrown him a password. Is it, is it like. I love your. I was telling a story the other day. I was listening to Sirius and uh, Roxanne Shantae's show was on. And I always go back. I go, dude, that was the funniest thing. I think Isabella, I think my daughter might have been there that day, too. Yeah. She always laughs when we were walking. I go, it's Roxanne Chante in there. And you go, what? He started banging on the glass. Like, Roxanne Chante, I'm famous, too. I'm famous. Too. But I love that. I love that. Uh, there's like a boyish quality to that that I think is fucking great. I I'm yeah. still excited to uh, meet people. But I'm, but I'm bad at like, you're really good. And it's impressive about meeting a famous person. And you do fawn over them. But in such a, a way that it's they also like they kind of know you also you know what I mean there's like yeah. it works like well I don't I'm more to be like you know if it was someone who I thinks a legend I'm still like hi it's nice to meet you okay oh. I'm, I'm gonna get out of your face now I wish I could do that I wish I could do more of that and I, I wish I could do what Segura does Segura's like I don't know how he does it he goes like he'll meet a famous person and he'll go hi and then he'll wow. be so dismissive of them that they then go uh, so what do you do and he's like oh, leave me alone. <laughs> and you're like, and like he does this thing, and then all of a sudden he'll go, 
You know, just give me your number. We should keep in touch. And then text them the next morning. Hey, man, it was great meeting you. Sorry I was off or whatever. You know, whatever. He just does this really great. Like, he's become friends with. That's he smart. has so many famous friends. I did Dr. Drew at his play, you know, at his yeah. studios down there. And, I mean, the whole time I got to try to not be going like, Dr. fucking Drew, dude. dude I did that when I met Dr. Dr. Drew. I was like, Dr. fucking Drew. The first time I did. I'm like, I, I used to listen to Loveline because I felt like it was porn at night. Yeah. Dude, Loveline was so fucking good. It was so, so when I got to be Adam Carolla, I always saw him one of my favorite just things from that that I remember is, uh, I know it was a term used all the time, but it was just like some girl calling in, giving just like the worst story, like, she cheated she got herpes she gave herpes to uh the guy uh the guy's pissed off he left her the other guy says she gave him herpes and yeah that it's not his fault so she and it's just like after all this terrible story just uh adam kroll going good times <laughs> and it's like somebody, i just love that like uh his thing just caught me when i was like you know 12 years old or something yeah that's crazy I yeah, I, I, it's never lost on me we mm. when we <laughs> we got a note from sirius the other day from the boss yeah and dan had got it before i did and he wanted to tell me on the air and i was like no is this like bad he's like no but it's like a real show note from like the higher ups here and i was like oh shit okay like what is it and they told me uh hey could you not like trash the people that we're trying to get in until like you find out they're definitely not coming in because we <laughs> would do that whenever someone's in a series that's kind of the beauty of the building is like yeah i mean a month ago we were going like come on tell johnny depp to come in here like johnny depp was there doing oh little God, steven show or something fucking great is that and we're begging and they're like no he's not coming so oftentimes it doesn't happen we've got little kim like that we got cindy lauper for three minutes and then she left and she did not enjoy me uh which bums <laughs> me out i love cindy lauper yeah uh, oh fuck yeah wait she was what not was, a fan. how did little kim look crazy like a See, fucking fat cat but, but like he, she was still little kim it's still yeah, like, i was thought it was still like, fucking little she let kim. me and dan which i know something you would love she let us take picture a picture where there were she's standing up with her hands on our shoulders and we're doing the pose you know the yeah pose, yeah, yeah yeah the yeah, little yeah. kim pose uh God, yeah that's what she looks like today but she was awesome and she laughed at everything which i love um oh, i don't know if they'll have the they have uh, the I, that's the thing that i think is so i was cool. saying look up the little kim the first album pose is what we did i don't know if it'll be i mean it's out there on instagram i guess but she's um no she was great cindy lauper came in for three minutes and then she just yeah we did that pose oh, oh. um she was so hot and then her first you know 2.0 was hot too who played little kim in the biggie movie hmm i wonder if she's been she, in other things i don't think she's like super famous play she had the most amazing body notorious yeah, there she is. Who was it? Naturi Naughton. Yeah, go to IMDb. God, she has been in other things. That name just. Oh, great she's in. She was in the show Power and stuff. She is beautiful. <coughs> she was fucking beautiful when she played it. So sexy. That's what little Kim again. Like she came out when I was young enough that it was like pornographic almost. The stuff yeah. she was saying. Yeah. Birdcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. Getting to know yourself can be a lifelong process, especially because we're all growing and changing. I am a very, very drastically different guy than I was in high school than when I was when I started stand-up when I met Leanne. I mean, and what's crazy is I had all these hints of the same guy, but they were all built up into a, a guy that she wasn't going to marry. And I got into therapy, and therapy changed my life. Therapy is all about deepening your self-awareness and understanding because sometimes we don't know what we want or why we react the way we do until we talk things through. 
BetterHelp connects you with a licensed therapist who can take you on that journey of self-discovery from wherever you are. I'm telling you right now, especially with children, especially with just personal relationships you have with other dudes. It feels so weird talking about uh, how I feel about other dudes that I'm going through things with, but with a therapist, it it is seamless. It's one of the reasons I got into therapy in when I turned 40. If you're thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient and flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get master of the licensed therapist. You can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Discover your potential with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash Bert today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Bert. I wasn't an e-bike guy. I was a car guy. If I was going to go to the store, I'd go in my car. Or if I was going to go to the studio, I the studio was at my house. But this is where I've really used it is coming to the studio. Dude, I freaking love my my electric e-bike is the best. If you're thinking an e-bike can't handle your haul, think again. The all-new Expedition by Electric is the cargo e-bike designed to carry more so you can do more and enjoy the fresh air in the meantime. And I'm telling you right now, flying through a brisk morning with all your goods to come. I take it down here to the studio all the time, and I have to pack different shirts, different hats cuz we do two or three podcasts. I grab my water bottle. I've got I've got a pack of snack and I throw it all on my e-bike and my electric 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 e-bike mother. God, I'm stuttering. It's so great. From quick trips to the store for out to outdoor adventures, electric e-bikes will transform how you get around. They cost way less than the competition with the quality. Featured packed models financed as low as per month. They include a powerful removable battery, a bright LCD display, seven-speed gearing, and five levels of pedal assist to power your ride. Plus, you can lower your gas costs, obviously, and reduce your carbon footprint. Make it your own. Electric e-bikes are customizable and adjustable to fit your lifestyle. Electric e-bikes are foldable and ship free, fully assembled, which was a gangster move, Electric, because literally all I did was Pull it out of the box, open it up, and boom, I'm hitting the road. Check out the all-new Expedition Cargo e-bike from Electric. Visit electricebikes.com to learn more about the Expedition Cargo e-bike and all of their other sweet models Electric has to offer. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E bikes.com. What um that's the cool thing about Sirius XM is that you can get all of a sudden the value of your show spikes because there's because fucking johnny depp's walking by and everyone's like i want to i would love to hear johnny depp on your podcast oh, on your show your yeah that show. would be really well for one during the one of the things we did during quarantine i gotta, I gotta turn my whoop off i just realized i still have my workout on <laughs> me ari and soder yeah did a side project called sixth and jump which is the address for the uh place on 21 jump street yeah and we watched 21 jump street and every week we'd come together like book club and just break the episode down and people would watch along at, at home and uh it was so fun and just going through i loved that show when i was a kid oh yeah and i loved re-watching we didn't I get through John, it all. i love johnny i love i do too. johnny depp and i think he was the coolest thing in the world philadelphia car show when i saw him come out for his autograph signing i was like wow dude i didn't even wait in line it was ridiculous Thousands johnny depp is the coolest Cool, dude. I got voicemails from him. Yeah. Yeah, because when Stanhope would come to L.A., he'd stay at Johnny Depp's house. Yeah. And then they'd call me up. Bird. Bird. I was um, at a party one time. I've said this. I've told this before. But I was at a party 
Uh, I just got over a friend Tom and Sandy's house. Uh, we have a group of friends called the Campers. It's all our kids are all the, roughly the same age. All the parents all rough, all the same age. And I went over. We had a big dinner. Uh, hibachi grill out, grill up steaks. It's a big thing. We had all bought this. I bought really nice wagyu steaks. Got over there and uh, I get a voicemail and I'm like, oh fuck! And no one leaves you voicemails anymore. And it's from Stanhope. And I go, oh, just listen real quick. And it's like, Bert, it's Johnny. Hey, uh, I'm here with Doug. He says uh, he like to party. Why don't you come party with us? And I was like, click. I was like, it was great seeing you guys tonight. I'm going to Johnny Depp's house. Dude, and I fucking got an Uber, hands shaking, raced over there, and he was gone. He left. He was gone. Yeah, it was just me and Stanhope, and uh, but I ended up partying at Johnny with Johnny Depp's house. Jo- Johnny Depp's house. Yeah, that's hilarious. Me and Stanhope just got blackout drunk, talked shit about comics. You don't want to meet him. I don't. You don't. He's gonna suck. Do you? The way he talks. Now, by the way, I think he's awesome as an actor. Yeah. When I said when Twenty One Jump Street, he was like the epitome of cool. He's beautiful. Beautiful. Um, but. Do you know when he offers people wine? He offers them a spot of purple, and I would just like flip something over on his coffee table and leave. Can I tell you that I would then start calling uh, wine spots a spot of, purple. of purple? I would. And would you like a spot of purple? I'm such a name dropping whore that I would name drop Johnny Depp nonstop for the rest of my fuck. The time I went to Johnny, like I've never met him, but I would love to fuck. I met Marilyn Manson. And that's time. who I. Yeah, that was. I was literally took the words out of my mouth that's the other one like i do want to meet and don't at all he showed me i even got one of the lyric tattoos i have of him is pretty covered at this he was point. pretty cool he was he's scared he's skittish yeah well he was just, cool as fuck let me let me rephrase that he was cool as fuck i go back to the back green room or to the back bar at the comedy store and who else is on our show tonight by the way this might decide uh, whether or not i drink tiffany haddish yeah fuck maj jabroni uh-huh I don't know. <laughs> I don't me and know you. So, me and you. Um, but I'll sit and drink with you, buddy. Uh, I've been I've been trying to drink less. But why 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 is my brain not working like this? All right, we go back to the back bar at the comedy store, and uh, and Marilyn Manson. I know what he looks like without his makeup on because he grew up in Florida. And I worked at Barnes and Noble when he wrote his book, and his book was fucking hysterically, accidentally hysterical. The autobiography. Yeah. yeah yeah i got it's like, the only time i ever did quote unquote meet him i stood in line for the book signing um for real yeah did he have makeup on yeah oh, i bet yeah, yeah no he had the whole thing on and so he was we were sat back and we had a few drinks i think doug tried to sell me to him but marilyn manson was so you could see it was interesting because i i i get this way with people where I want to show them the thing I'm working on or I want to tell them about something about me. Sure. It's it's natural, I think, especially in this business. Well, you want them to feel like you're not some dildo just hanging out. You want to validate yourself. Yeah. I get it, for and, sure. And he was doing that to me for himself. He was showing me his new music video. I'm a musician. And he was playing some of his music, and I was like, in my head, I was like, I'm going to... This gonna, sucks. I was like, I'm going to hear it anyway. Don't worry about it. You don't have to do any of this. No, you're not. And then... The new and stuff? I haven't, no, listened, I haven't listened. I haven't well, listened. The old, the beautiful people. Buddy, I'm telling you, I'm diehard Marilyn Manson fan. And Stanhope one time tried to call him with me, and I was, like, drunk enough or stoned enough that I was like, yeah, let's do it, but he didn't answer. And it's always, like, probably for the best. One, that documentary is brutal. Which one? Uh, the one that Evan Rachel Wood made. Oh, I didn't see which, it. Oh, it bad? What's it about? Yeah, it's about him and then a bunch of other girls, like, coming out and saying he's done horrifically terrible things. For real? 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I didn't see that. <laughs> like a lot of grooming stuff like that. Now, here's the thing. That's why <laughs> I'm the... so glad you said this because I would have just done a whole podcast Buddy. celebrating Marilyn Manson <laughs> and everyone's going to be like, what the fuck's wrong with Bert? Buddy, I did that. Wait, so... when did he do this? For real? <laughs> uh, for real? He goes, so I'm like, oh, guy, holy shit. The guy was gold. Yeah, that's why I was getting the tattoos. Like, a couple. Yeah. Um, Again, it's accusation as far as that goes, but it doesn't look good. He it doesn't look good. <laughs> he literally, he should have died at 33 years old. He should have been in that club. He'd be a legend forever. Uh, he literally got too old and his thing. But I'm telling you. Oh, that's one month ago. I don't know how else to describe That's 20 it. hours ago. Wait, Marilyn Manson died. It's ongoing. Marilyn Manson died. No. Well, I, I didn't mean they mean like the car, you know, the, He's the career. Oh no! Is it somebody do one of those oh, TikTok things? Charles Manson. Hold on. Charles Manson died. That's hilarious. A little while ago. Oh, I mean, we landed on the moon. <laughs> oh, I think it was one of those like mistakes people made or something. When they said Charles Manson died, maybe people thought it was. I don't know, but he should have died at thirty-three. He'd be a legend forever. He was. I have another way to describe him. I was someone had an extra ticket to go see him when I was like eighteen, seventeen, or eighteen, yeah. and I was like blown away by what he did really? i'd say at that time i listen i mean i always listen to all kinds of music mm -hmm. but like at that time i would say it was like the 90s so i was like probably pretty rap more than anything at that time evan woods in westwood yeah evan Rachel Rachel Wood, naked yeah. a zillion times Wait, who is she in westwood she's like the main the main woman. the main robot girl. no let me see scroll down let me see what evan Ra i don't even know who evan rachel wood is is it she james was, wood's daughter no He's James Woods. She's Evan Rachel Woods. Oh, I know who Evan Ray. Oh my God. She was in thirteen. She was the girl in thirteen that made yeah. you terrified for your own children. Remember that? She's yeah. We all watched that and we're so upset we had daughters. Oh my God. That's Evan. She dated Marilyn Manson. The second she turned eighteen. Oh, that's not a good look. Yeah, it was another one of them things. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, the, here's what happened. He was. Do you ever watch him on uh, Politically Incorrect? No. Bill Maher? It's great. I know, I know watch Bill Maher, on, yeah. You can watch it on YouTube, Politically Incorrect episode that he was on with um, this like evangelical black lady and uh, Mom Brady. Who, what was her name? Uh, uh, Florence. Florence Anderson. Anderson. And uh, why, why is that the one name I can pull out? I don't know anything <laughs> in the news, but I go, Florence Henderson. And I think G. Gordon Liddy are on this like round really? table thing. And he's, and Bill Maher is, and he's so good the way he answers these questions and it's just you realize what the thing was he's saying almost like he's satire his whole thing is he represents a thing and it was just free think and like do your own thing and and he was so calm and collected and made this like lady look kind of silly for what she was saying and over it really correlates to how i feel about like comedy stuff even today he's great and then i think somewhere 10 years after this he was like uh just an absinthe addict like who thinks oh, you know i'm the dark antichrist who I, i'm telling you i bet much like bill cosby i don't think marilyn manson thinks he did anything wrong with these chicks do you know what really I mean? he's like you were 18 and you said okay when i asked if i could you know cattle prod your clit <laughs> yeah do you remember this jay what when he was on that metal show no it was a bad hammered like oh i've seen clips of it yeah insane. yeah with eddie trunk yeah but I've just never heard, besides Stanhope, which I do value the opinion, but I mean, uh, besides that, I've never heard anybody say, like, this guy rules. 
even on like rock tours that I was on, they were just like, oh, last year Manson was on this tour and like, what a fucking pain in the ass every day. It's so crazy. Like there's no upside down black roses in my room, <laughs> in my dressing room. It's like, it's ah, so funny you say that. Off. I was been thinking about Marilyn, Marilyn Manson yesterday because. Yeah, that other thing out. Guy's a piece of shit, right? And <laughs> <laughs> out that other junk. God bless Marilyn Manson. Happy birthday, Marilyn Manson. Here's the 55 more. <laughs> Uh, Joe posted a picture of the uh, End of the World podcast of Mia Stanhope, and Marilyn Manson was there that night. Yeah. And that's the night I met Marilyn Manson. Yeah. And and I remember Joe tried to get him to come out of the room to come out on stage with us, and he took off and fucking ran. Yeah. And he was like, I'm not going out on stage. And I was like, oh, you're Marilyn Manson. You just go out and be like, ah, thank you guys. Good night. Yeah, he's like, he just went up, but he was young. The best hands down performer in fact my hbo my hbo my uh comedy central special hour special yeah live at webster hall if you watch the yeah. intro of it the intro i design and the song the guys wrote is a stolen essentially version of a riff from a Marilyn Manson. and when it's when the performance when he performs any christ superstar that's what yeah. I based the intro of my special. really i love Marilyn. i, I remember justin the best performer ever and now i walk i've taken christine my girlfriend to see him now uh like two times she's seen him with me and when it's over because she knows how much i love him and she likes marrow man yeah. a lot and she'll be always like it was good and i'm like no it was horrible he's just fat and rolling around in a vest now like his whole thing was he was like uh, like a piece of art he was so cool looking. it's crazy so good. it's crazy because you think about that you think about that with comedy right so like when we went and saw steely dan and it was good but it wasn't what i wanted it to be yeah because he didn't he played like two of the hits two oh. out of a whole and then he was like oh. i don't know if you guys know my solo album oh. i think you guys are gonna like this and then you're like and then you're That's like hey horrible. man i want to sing along with you with the songs i know by heart and i'm a, i know a lot of them iron maiden will do it. iron maiden like every other tour they just tour the new album and then they uh play like four hits at the end but that sucks it's, it sucks. I wonder if that with comedy. I saw Christine. Christine, when she was young, told me a story where she saw Montel Jordan, and she said he opened and closed with "This is how we do it." And I go, "Good on you, Montel Jordan. <laughs> you know what the hell's up." I wish <laughs> I, I, I opened a show one time with when I was twenty two years old. I got involved with the Russian mafia. Uh -huh. I ripped my shirt off and then did that, and the place went fucking bananas. And I went, "Ah, oh, fuck! I think I've been fucking up. I should have just told that story four times." <laughs> I, people people shit on me like comics will shit on me for doing that story still and i go and it's so funny for me because i go i don't tell you what to say on stage i would never presume to tell you what to do on stage so much so that i had moses storm open up for me in toronto have you ever seen moses storm perform mm -mm. he is fucking he is top to bottom a performer an entertainer yeah like he Great material, but if he decides to go off his material, he's Eddie Vedder climbing up the side of a wall. He's doing crazy stuff. And so just phenomenal. And really, I love this kid. I love this kid. He's one of he makes me laugh so fucking hard. So he goes on stage and he's trades jackets with the guy in the front row. And the guy in the front row is, you know, guy. And then he goes into the guy's pocket and finds a joint. And then lights the joint on stage and does his act with the guy's jacket on smoking a joint. And it killed so fucking hard. I had a hard time following it. Not even joking. Really? And and it was it was so in the moment and it was so real 
that I didn't see it. I just heard them exploding. And I was like, what the fuck? And you could hear everyone in the in the room in that show go, he's not Moses. Like that's how good it was. Nice. And I Jesus. went, yeah, it I was mean, for him. It was <laughs> and then Moses got nervous that he was gonna get in trouble for killing that hard. Like, you know, because most comics are cunts. And they'd be like, hey man, how about you tone it down? And I had to pull him aside and go, hey man, I take my shirt off on stage. I would never ask you to not be who you are on stage. Like I perform shirtless. Has anybody asked you yep. asked you to not be yourself on stage? Oh, yeah. I remember I got a couple names that I don't want to say them, but <laughs> a couple people that were like, "Hey, you not?" Yep, I've had people tell me what jokes. Actually, to I could do. tell. Actually, I could say I don't think it really matters because he didn't like. He wasn't even super shitty. It was just a weird thing. I thought for what it was, it was uh, Dane was still doing clubs, yeah. selling out like Caroline's Killing, and I got the awesome opportunity to open for him. Yeah. And stuff. I went out there, and after my first set, he brought me in the back, and he goes, "Hey, buddy, I got to ask you. Like, you need to be squeaky clean." And I, I knew his comedy, and I was yeah. like, "He's a squeaky clean." And he goes, okay. "He goes, yeah, he goes, I curse and stuff. So like, I need you to be squeaky clean." And I just thought it was weird. So it's not even like really an insult to him. I was just like, "Why do you?" Care? And I always just remember how it made me feel that I, I have people come up and they even go, "I do a lot of crowd work too." Like you know, but I, but I won't. You know, I, they told me not to do it. I go. Buddy, go out there and do your best. Whatever yeah. it is that you do. He goes, and if I can't go after it, then that's my fault. There are comics, there are comics that perform shirtless. There are like legit comics who perform shirtless. Oh, and yeah. I told Josh, Josh Adam Meyer, like, I had to keep every time I was like showing him things, I go, oh, another comic singing on stage, dude. <laughs> Send the videos of it. Uh oh, dude. I can't, I can't shit on anything anyone who does. Who does a shirt? I don't Shows know. Comic. I don't know. It's a, a really good looking dude, I think. I think there's one really good looking dude. And then there's one dude that looks like me, uh, that's like not that good looking. But he, t they both perform. I think there's two dudes. Another country? No, no, no. In this country, yeah, yeah. that's bizarre. Yeah. I mean, that's gonna fall on them weird. I would say so, but but uh, I guess I come up as shirtless comedian. It's not the black dudes. <laughs> the, uh, but yeah, I always find it odd because I go, I would never, I would never do that because I would never. I, I mean, I, I thought it was weird when I did it. It's like, so funny because you have like uh, an unimitatable style. You know, it's like I had to kind of come, you know, I, I learned so much from like Patrice and Attell yeah. that I had to like not unlearn, but like whatever, find my spin on what they do. I do. I was. That. Do you know what I'm saying? I, but, no, but, I know exactly what you're saying. Cause I was, I, I was that with, with Attell hardcore. But going you, like, but you have such like a, like uh, uh, an imitatable style of what you do that's funny the people with those steals taking off the shirt that's, yeah it's just like almost more on the nose than taking your style <laughs> <laughs> he goes look i don't really have the material for this but uh shirts off guys <laughs> party <laughs> one of the guys was at the ice house one night and uh and this guy goes and one of the waiters comes and grabs me he goes hey man a guy's stealing your act he's doing your act and i went what and so I ran in, and his shirt was off. I go, that's not my act. <laughs> I go, the act is the stuff that comes out of my mouth. The shirt thing was the thing I started doing because I was uncomfortable. Can I ask you? I don't know if you've ever answered this on a thing before, because uh, I know I've hung with you on the road. I know how you hang. I kind of know why. It's why I feel comfortable bringing it up, but only because I know for myself. Yeah. The and if it happens three times a year, like. And with the level of like uh, popularity you're at now and your audiences, like how often are you getting pussy wung at you and how difficult is the wall? I, I don't, I believe 
I bring this up genuinely because I've never heard that there was the one joke you played on me, which is fucking hilarious. Oh, hold on, it's one hold of the on, funniest things on, ever. Okay, hang on, hang on. We're gonna go pussy, <laughs> and then San Antonio. <laughs> okay, and it then, was the most squeezed my heart ever felt when I had that information. What I was thought. the other thing you were saying that I wanted to go? Oh, 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 oh. Uh, uh, what was the name of your your CISO show? Oh, this is not happening. Uh, just type no, this CISO. Not happening. Okay, was, uh, wait. CISO. So, so What's your fucking deal. The pussy thing is oddly enough has happened uh, a a lot lately. What what really what was funniest is so they changed Instagram on me, and it used to just have one mailbox, and so everything that like if you followed someone, then they could DM you, but now they've got uh, like primary general and then requests and then hidden requests i i, I don't even so <laughs> there's another one hidden so requests. leanne says to me we're doing uh we're doing a top soft world tour thing that's the name of my next tour and she goes oh no no she goes we're at dinner with my whole team like everyone agents lawyer managers lawyers everyone and she said i think it would be cool for women to send pictures of them in their fancy bras like maybe that's something you could get them to do and I was like, well, what do I do? And she goes, just like put it online and see if women send you pictures of them fancy and fancy bras. So I do it with Leanne. I'm like, I'm with Leanne. My wife's greenlit this. Send me a picture of you and your fancy bra. I want to see them. And the first one I get is I'm talking. One of them, it's, it's a macrame bra. <laughs> so it's like someone knitted it. Yeah. And the nipples are going through the little hole. You know those plants that have that are macrame? Well, I understand they, this is hot to look at. All I do now yeah. is feel the feeling of my nips being scraped up by wool <laughs> pull in pull in macrame plant hanger this is what the bra looks like yeah. just so people that are listening can pull it up macrame yeah that's it plant hanger so do you see that okay so that who's this guy doesn't even know how to spell macrame <laughs> <laughs> Hey, who's the who's the new asshole? The one, put the, go to the one in the center. So like it was no to the that one, yeah. So that's what it that's what the bra looked like. And her nips are coming through. And it, and her nipples were coming through, and it was all her breasts. It was and I was like, whoa. And then Leanne's like, oh my God, what that's not a sexy bra. That's like a porn bra. And I went, hold on, let's keep it. The next one is a picture of a woman with a ribbon over her tit saying, I want to fuck your wife, Leanne. And I'm like, oh. I just opened Pandora's box. Now I'm looking for these pictures, but it's all women sending me nudes on Instagram, like like tasteful, some non-tasteful, and then like, and then the most adorable women who are just a titch, a titch overweight mm -hmm. that are like moms, and they they went and put on their nice bra, and they were like, but like a, a nice, like a, yeah, yeah, like that's that would make me like, sort of feel sad. <laughs> and I was like, oh my, because that's what Leanne would do if you know if she was like. Oh, I put on this one. This is this is expensive. And it's, like, it's comfortable too. But also, like you know, it's like, and that's like a real naughty night. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I was like, shit. And then the and then so then they changed randomly. Right, yeah, the other day they changed the thing on settings on the thing, and I opened it up, and I said to Leanne, I was like, I'll see if I can find the fucking picture. I was looking at my thing. It goes primary, general, and then requests requests is i don't even fuck with but in the general there was a woman and i went i'll see if i can find her i think this is her if you ever want to open up the darkness go in the requests 
scroll down fast and at the bottom click it says hidden requests <laughs> that's where they've thought what the people are saying are too bad for you to hear wait where do i find hidden okay here's hidden requests the algorithm says don't read those oh these are this is cock coach <laughs> nope oh these are bad so i said to leanne i go I'm, i click on one of the messages i go i think this woman's trying to fuck me she goes what and i said look at this and i showed her she goes oh my god oh my god reply to her and tell her no and i went no that's not how that works <laughs> you don't bait them back but it's that's that is the one thing online i've noticed and then i've had it happen a few times we had a girl sneak on our tour bus one time and hide in the back this is when we had a star coach she snuck in the back and hid in the back and this was right when we met ron what did she look like drawer uh I, you know i don't even really remember Draw but not memory. but not bad not bad <laughs> and i remember my i think my cousin andrew saw found her and was like hey you gotta you gotta leave this isn't cool this is where we live and she was like no no i just want to meet bert i want to hang out let me drive to the next city with you guys i'll party with you guys i'm cool trust me and then i was like hey i go i'm married i can't have you on my tour bus i'm really sorry and she walked off and then ron my tour bus driver ron the next day is driving and he's like you can he's like punter and he goes Bert, can I tell what, tell you why you're a man of good fortune? I said, why is that, Ron? He goes, because you say no to all that sweet-ass pussy. <laughs> I said, it's not that hard, Ron. He goes, it's hard, Bert. I said, really? And he goes, shit, this job fucked up my first marriage. And I went, you just drive buses, Ron. <laughs> he goes, turns around driving. goes, you'd be shocked what a bitch will do for a Nelly headband. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, I think this guy's going to be my tour driver forever. <laughs> But yeah, I don't, but I also am pretty insulated. Like I, I, like, I don't, the most we do is go to strip clubs. Like that's the most. Yeah. But like, I, I, we really live on the bus and then you don't go to clubs and there's like, I had a woman try to kiss me on the mouth the other night. Yeah. Yeah. But that, but that you just, I, I don't know that, that it's, it was, it's a drunk person yeah. just going like, you're such a good husband and father. And you're like, that's not why I kiss people. So probably also it probably provides you less stress it's a less stress thing it's a it's for Worrying me it's having... for me it's 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 a simple answer of no and mm -hmm. don't even explore the other thing it's a way of, like i would say it's the way um an alcoholic doesn't drink where they just go yeah i just know the answer is no mm -hmm. i don't dip, i don't chew tobacco anymore and i just know that if i put it in my mouth it's i'm fucked and so that I feel the same way with strange pussy if i put it in my mouth i'm fucked you know it's uh funny with the phone like turning on you yeah like Christine, uh, Christine, my girlfriend and I are, I, I, I hate the term open relationships. It's like, it's more detailed. It's better than thruple. Yeah, but it's also more detailed than that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like there's just more like open relationship means just like whoever you want. You know what I mean? Yeah. There's definitely like limitations on things uh, to some degree. But like uh, I've gotten sent like dirty pictures a bunch like through, and she doesn't really give a shit about that at all. But being a girl, this is one thing she would, uh, wouldn't understand, and it was brought to my attention hard. One night in quarantine, uh, on Molly, we both took Molly, too, which was probably saved the day in this. Just one night, Instagram and Facebook combined. It just happened one day. Really? Like, the companies. Like, yeah, well, yeah, the yeah, company, yeah, But I mean, yeah, like, there was yeah. a combination where all the messages from one or something got sent to the other and whatever, and Christine uh, was running my the fan page one. Yeah. And all the Instagram leaks, and what she saw was that upset her, and right, rightfully so. But it's such a funny thing 
to explain guys will always understand this and i think women will always be like bullshit fuck that but i think you will believe it was her seeing things like a naked picture of me being like that is the hottest thing i've ever seen in my fucking life like wow yeah. that is super hot <laughs> stuff like that you know what i mean yeah and then she's so upset about it and i go i understand that read so bad but like i promise you 99 percent that was like i paused my video game to go like take a piss yeah and like and like you see the thing and you go wow that's the hottest thing i've ever seen in my life yeah. and you put it down i'm like what do you say when someone like sells out and gives you like a Dude. picture of their pussy or something you're gonna be like he goes nice yeah. <laughs> not as good as my girls but nice <laughs> impressive yeah he goes, i've seen better though <laughs> yeah good work nice try maybe next time i'm like keep working so i'm like it's almost overly celebrating disingenuously which is shitty in the other way i guess you know what i mean but yeah. it's so funny to have to describe that he goes i know i know but you're like but look at it it's definitely not the prettiest pussy i've ever seen in my life there was a, there's a porn star i just started following bridget can you talk bridget bridge type in bridget porn and it'll come it's up it's gonna I, be the midget right away no oh no is it no it's not bridget moynihan bridget debt b bridget b that's her that's her that's her so she i never read messages at all mm -hmm. i saw her on someone's podcast and she told this story about queefing blood huh? onto a camera i think and i just thought it was Sweet. funny and i was like and i Here's the other thing is like, I've seen. I didn't realize in porn you gotta take so many bumps like wrestling. Yeah. <laughs> she, she, she was on. I follow this dude. I don't know how I got on this rabbit hole, but I follow this dude who, who interviews like porn stars. Hold on, I'm gonna talk to you about STD, not STD, um, SDR, SDR, <laughs> SDR, the sexually transmitted disease. And show. so I, I, so I followed her because I was like any. You've had enough, you you know this, but you've had enough adult film stars on that not all of them are gold. Like, there's a lot of them that are fucking, like, just really honestly, a, a great deal aren't the best talkers. No. Yeah. I don't know. And they're awkward. And what they're saying breaks my heart. <laughs> yes. But she was so fucking fun that I followed her, and I bet I goes, like, like Lisa Ann or, or, or Christy Mack or all these ones that you get to know over the time that you're, like, that you're like uh, Adrian Achechik. What's up with her? Anyway, um, the most elastic ass in all of pornography. I don't even know current porn star names that I haven't interviewed. Really, like current, not yeah. at all. Um, all the porn I watch is like amateur. <laughs> I watch all amateur. Like stuff. I mean, they're young. <laughs> no, not young at all. Almost the opposite. Like really? you know, yeah. Like chubby wife gets plowed by seven black dudes. But wait, I why is that so much better than the porn? Because I I started going like I got a disconnect with porn because because I'll tell you exactly why. And my other buddy Justin Silver actually I think it was said this too. He was saying he was having a hard time with porn. Yeah. Like and I interview enough of the girls. Like you said, some of them are like they'll sell you the goods that like everything's fine and and good. Yeah. You know what I mean, but like when you hear the story, most of the time, like you could see like what's fucked up about it and stuff. And like uh, I'm like lost in my train of thought here. Well, why me and you, or Justin and me and you are watching the amateur stuff? Oh, uh, because that stuff, like, man, when it's got like May thirteenth, two thousand eight, and it's like a, a cute forty year old lady getting fucked by four black dudes while I guess her husband's filming it or something. Yeah, uh, I know everybody involved in that was. It, it, odds are, want to do this. 
Like yeah. they have fun. His wife likes to fucking oh, party yeah. and he likes to watch her fuck and all that kind of stuff. You know what I mean? Like they're into it and stuff. He's, how many stories come back? But Lewis, I think we've, have I said this on this show before? No, what Lewis does? So. It's one of the funniest things ever. It, I've never, I've given Lewis a few standing ovations in, uh, on Legion of Skanks, Louis J. Gomez. And this one always tickles me. Now, I think they make compilations of this thing, but Lewis did it himself. He goes, he listens to porn stars when they like leave the business and their press conference or interview where they tell you all the terrible things. And then he tries to find those scenes <laughs> and jerks off to that with the audio of her <laughs> talking about how terrible it was. And I go, I don't know why. I don't even know why I agree with it, but my initial reaction was like, bravo, dude. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, that's fucking hilarious. But I do. I know what's going on and that kind of thing in the reality of it, especially when I've met them and I'm like, uh, you know, I'm not doing porn with them. Like, I'm making them yeah. laugh solely. Yeah. So I'm like, when I see and they're like having a good time and stuff like that, and then you, uh, I think about the dark shit of probably what's going on behind the scenes of all of it or will be or yeah. did to get them there or something. So yeah, I think when it's the ones I'm watching, well, it's, everyone like everyone's into it. This is like a thing. They're into yeah. It. She might not be stoked that the videos in the world are so. I don't know like how that happens. Yeah. But like, whatever it is, I don't know the person. You know, what I mean, it's just like it seems like something they want to do. It's funny this Bridget B lady. I saw her porn. It was pretty good. It was, it was pretty good. But there is it's her tits it's are funny. Dumb. I only I only liked her in the video of her talking. You know what I mean? Like I like I actually thought she was hot in that video. And she's not the type of girl I'd be into for real. Like it's a lot of plastic surgery, I think. Like <laughs> like like it looks like she, or a lot of makeup. And but I but her interview made me think she was sexy. Yeah. Not her. And then when I watched her in the porn, I was like, oh, it's not the same person in a weird way. Does that make sense? Yeah, but I yes, I dude, I've gone to uh the war on drugs concert with lisa ann and soda and a couple of like friends like yeah. went after uh the bonfire one day to watch this concert and then like once in a while you'll see the thing like lisa ann 15 big black dick gangbang and i'm like lisa that's <laughs> <laughs> so the feeling of like lisa but i are you okay you're my friend i um i and I, the thing i like about the i don't the thing i like is the authenticity. So why, why I used to like backroom casting couch. You remember that place? But I would only watch it because of the time when he was like, and now I'm going to need you to suck my cock. The look on their face was the, I was like, oh, this is real. Like, yeah. I, or at least I thought it was. He's, I always thought it's it was not, John yeah. Favreau. But, uh, <laughs> but then at least you get good acting out of it. It's the reason you like a good movie. You're like, is this real? Like Jennifer, in Winter Bones, Jennifer Lawrence, you're like, she, I thought she was really a redneck. Yeah, yeah. Like she really reached, reeked of a redneck. Dude, there was a girl, Cameron Bay. Uh, she changed her name a bunch of times, but I think it's Cameron Bay. I'm eating a little bit. Yeah, of that's her. Before. Don't bring up any stories because it'll kill this. But oh. she was, uh, she was on Tool Academy as one of the guys. Remember Tool Academy on VH1? No. <sighs> Oh yeah, go yeah, back yeah, yeah, and yeah, watch yeah. it if you haven't. It was great. Just douchebag guys uh, that were like assholes, and their girlfriends sent them to Tool Academy to learn how to be better. And one of the guys on Tool Academy, when the girlfriends came to visit and be there with them, uh, was this girl, Cameron Bay. And then 
afterwards she was the first person that was back when like when a reality star even doing porn was like a celebrity porn tape they go she does a back room casting couch video no and i was like i now i've already known her from you know it's like always hotter if the real world because you know i mean the pam anderson sex tape isn't a great sex like porno but like the fact that you knew them it's Pam Anderson yeah, 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 yeah. from that world where I was always like, man, if you could just get that one little bit further and, and then you see her doing porn, it's a mind blow. I actually have a thought about Pam Anderson. Mm-hmm. Do you ever wonder, like, hold on, don't, I'm not going to change the subject. Go ahead. Keep going. What's sad? She, uh, oh. so she does a backroom cast cast. Then she starts doing like, she jumps right into like hardcore, like, whatever that one website is where they like tie all your limbs up and everyone like is mean and, like fists you and slaps your face. Oh, 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 oh in the in the the one they shoot it in San Francisco with the big dungeon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, I yeah. know that place. Kink, yeah, yeah, yes. Yeah. And uh, yeah, yeah, they show like fists in their mouth and stuff. It's a kink TV. I straight up only know that because I hear Nikki Glazer talking about it a lot on podcasts. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah she's super into it. So, <laughs> so uh, that's great. But she did that one, which I said just looks rough. By the way, Nikki's little bump in fandom just went up. There's like. A hundred thousand guys that just went. Oh, I fucking. That's why I like her. I think out of the gates, just getting crammed in the ass, like the darkest, dirtiest you can do. This really? girl, and so uh, on Twitter, I followed her on Twitter. That's how long ago this was, and uh, also her Twitter, like she put up, so you could just scroll through Twitter on her stuff and see her post naked pictures and stuff. I thought she was like sexy in a weird way, like an attainable sexy. Yeah. <clears throat> and um, one day, looking at her thing, she goes, "Hey guys." be back in a couple hours i have to run to the like you know the the lab right now because some idiot went to costa rica again and came back with aids in the industry so now everyone's got to get tested again and then it's just radio silence for like like a month or so and then her next thing is just like thank you all for being so cool and yeah up. she's got aids are you for hiv serious? or whatever yeah what's uh, she doing now don't know haven't followed up it killed the boner <laughs> god damn i it. can't whack off to this sad shit cameron b cameron bay says she's hiv positive that fucking sucks yeah god and she's dating a tool and she's dating will a it tool. ever get better for this girl <laughs> age was probably a reprieve with how that guy treated her <laughs> tool academy was this the one that it was really riffraff was on no that was g's to gents i didn't watch that one but i did watch tool academy <laughs> you know g's to gents I was not why don't you to... have your own tv show where you watch your favorite shows you're one of the favorite people do you remember when Rogan i a... suggested that i do that for the bad girls club because i sold it on him so hard he was like i want to watch it have you do you remember when i was having a rough night i had had too much coffee and I had been drinking a lot, but I oh, had we went and watched cops at my house. And we went and watched yeah, cops. We got at your barbecue house. and watched yeah. cops. Yeah, and uh, that was like my favorite. I always try to say of it like as a warm blanket. Like I don't know what the warm blanket feeling. Like my wife, the other day, today, today, <coughs> she just went up to the beach and she was like, "I'm gonna go to the beach." We had a flood up there uh, with all the fucking storms or whatever, and she was like, "I'm gonna go check on the flood, see if everything's okay, and then, and then if you're cool with it, I'm gonna." Um, just stay up there and read a book and i was like yeah that's yeah definitely she was like for real and like the feeling my wife gets when she sits on the couch and no one's there and when she opens a book pat oswald has this feeling he talks about it he talked about covid and he goes i've never been happier to sit on my front porch and read a book 
I don't have that. I've never had that. I don't know what that feels like. I the, literally have a shirt that I wore on Skanks yesterday. It says reading is gay. <laughs> <laughs> it's the most shirt I get asked if I'll sell. Oh, oh that's, that's how I feel, I think. <laughs> so I'm just like, like I would just watch a YouTube video about that situation. <laughs> Soder will do this. Soder's like, I just read a book about the Donner family. I'm like, yeah. why? I don't understand. He's like, it's super interesting. I go, but someone else can show you pictures and and. <laughs> Wouldn't you rather have someone tell you about it? Yes. By the way, I listen to history podcasts all the time, but I don't retain any of the information. <coughs> so I just listen to the, the guy talking, relaxes me. His voice relaxes me, and it puts me to sleep. And then I sleep, and I don't remember any of the information. Lewis and Dave don't believe me. That I say I've read, and I mean this. Yeah. F f cover to cover, less than twenty five books. Oh, in my I'm, life. I'm I'm in twenty five. I'm at twenty five probably. Yeah. I I almost can name them. I think I can too. The firm. Nope. I'll see how many I've done with What's you. That? Heads up, there's smoke in this. Oh room. shit. The alarm may sound. God it's damn it. Loud. Uh, <laughs> louder than that. You said we could smoke. <laughs> the the. Uh, yeah, why does that do that? How is you're supposed to be a, a man? Might be a bad spot for it. Fuck, I'll put it out. No, 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 no. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Sure. Which, which, hey, will you just open a window and fan it out? And just put a, go like this around that. Is it raining out? I love that it's raining. Did I bring it with me? The week I was here for your thing, I was yeah. coming off being crazy sick. I don't know why Christine got this house that was for us that week because of my birthday, yeah. and uh, in the hills with like a pool jacuzzi really? that looked over the hills and stuff. And I was just like almost lay in bed sick for like three days. I was like so happy. Flu or cough? Flu. And like uh, I got the, the morning of your roast. Uh, christine had an iv person come in oh, the only other time i've done this with you oh yeah i've got to tell you and, and while we like break an action i guess for a second uh you and ari shafir i think i said this to you you and ari shafir i appreciate my life so much because you'll get me to do things that if i was like calling like the day yeah would never do and then i'm all they become like a story i tell for and just down like silly things like ari we went to Toronto once, and he's like, we're going out to this blind restaurant where you can't see. Where oh, it's those like, are funny I shit. wouldn't even look up to do that. You know what I mean? It doesn't yeah. make me, I'm just like, let's just go get dinner. Yeah. But he's like that. Uh, you, How many times I've talked about, or if I hear the word ice bath come up, and I'm like, dude, <laughs> buddy. <laughs> I'm like, I've experienced it, and it's, the way, it's still the most, I've never had more, mixed emotions about something in my life what's interesting what's interesting is that me you and ari have the same thing we have something very very similar and that is i ari came up to me when i met him and he said my name's ari shafir i think you're really funny and i was like oh thanks man he was like yeah yeah i think you're hilarious and he was like i was like great and he's like would you like to get a drink and i was like yeah that's how i met ari you texted me one time and you said i'm so glad we're friends and I remember being like, oh, me too. But I wouldn't think to do that. Like, I get nervous. And then you're like, next time you come out to New York, why don't you come out a day early and we'll hang out? And I was like, yeah. And then we went to, what's his name's rooftop and watched videos Wings, yeah. and got fucking hammered. 
and yeah. had a fucking blast. And I was like, and I was like, that's stuff I would never think to do. I would never think to do like fun, like uh, like reach out and be sensitive to people. Well, I it's interesting that Ari I find is the only me and you are the only people Ari's drugged. I, yeah, I know. You <laughs> might be right about that. There probably is something about like feeling like oh, we should talk about that because me and you had very similar feelings about when we got drugged. Yeah. But you're like, why me? Yeah, like, yeah. How, did, how am yeah. I the guy? Yeah, how am I? Why like, I'm I the guy who would definitely never do this to somebody. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm the guy that would never. I'm the one that you trust. That's the whole thing. You can look me in would the eyes. Would make sure that no one does this to you, also. Yeah, but you did it to me. <laughs> you. It was such a bad. It was such a fucking wrong person to do it to, because you were just the look on your face when it came out was like, hey, wait, for real. I just did acid? I've never done acid before. Yeah, yeah I've never taken acid. Yeah. This is going to be weird. Um, <laughs> but the people that I find that I'm like drawn to, like close friends, and uh, be it Dave Lewis, uh, Soder, Soder, uh, Sal Volcano, Shane Gillis, uh, Ari, you, it's very, if you think about it, very emotional guys. You just not named, afra you not, listed, afra not yeah. afraid to show like, Emo, you know what I mean? Like, damn, dude, I fucking love hanging out with you. Some people just don't like express that way at all. Take a look at this. It's guys who hug, guys who whatever, and like, there's people I know who aren't like that. Dude, look at the last text I had from Shane Gillis. And this yeah, is Shane's you're Shane so right. She don't just text like, dude, I fucking miss you, dude. <laughs> uh, he wrote. He wrote. I'll show you, but I'm afraid of what I... I can't read what he wrote before. Oh, goes, oh never Jason mind. Fag, yeah. no. I'll show you the picture he's talking about. <laughs> First of all, it's us. At, <laughs> oh, that's... Uh, I don't know if you... Hang on, let me show you what the, what's in the picture so you can really appreciate it. Yeah, I, I, I swear to you, even from the distance, that's what I thought that was. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And so then... I said, I wish you'd been there. And then random as fuck, he goes, your top five hangs. Like, this <laughs> oh, is a totally dude, yeah. no another day. He just throws your top five hangs. And uh, and then the next text, you're a good man. And you're like, that is that is the people I hang out. The, my favorite people are those people yeah. that do that. And then right out, like Rogan said, Rogan's that guy, sadly and oddly enough. Sadly, oddly sadly enough, enough. Sadly enough. He's weak. That's how sad yeah. my life is. <laughs> Rogan's going to be that But guy. Soder's like that. Sal's like that, like Sal. I think it's they're all guys I would call, and I don't think they would make me feel like a jerk off for being sad about something. Yeah, I don't mean like the obvious like heartbreak sad, but even that, you know, what I mean, it's like guys I think would like, and all of that, it's like guys that would fucking help you move, guys, you know, if you yeah. need it, or or fucking you stay at their place, no questions asked, if shit goes haywire. And I'd say that's all like uh It's funny you say that because I, but I, I don't, I, I never really, I, I drew the other type also. Like I used to like draw in the bad people. Well, it's also funny how much I crave it from like, uh, uh, because he, he's over the years, I've known Kurt so long, but Kurt's not that guy. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And Attell and, and how much Kurt and Attell are similar in so many ways too. Just even down the way their minds work. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Is uh is interesting that I think in those friendships it's always me like clamoring for like affection. <laughs> throwing, a, throwing, a, throwing a ball against the wall, expecting the wall to catch it. 
Hey, he goes, I got, hey, I got Dave, a hey, like, hey, Dave, you want to go out to lunch or like have a catch or whatever? <laughs> what? He, uh, I did uh, the last uh, Wednesday night. I jumped on stage with him and DeRose at uh, Caroline's last time ever. Caroline's is closed, oh. closed uh, yesterday. Are they, are they opening another one? I don't think so, no. Really? She's beautiful. Caroline Hirsch? Yeah. She held it together. Yeah, I saw her the beautiful. other night. I, she, I met her for the first time. I was doing... Uh, it was Fran is still jacked. Really? Yeah. I uh, was doing uh, the town hall, mm-hmm. and she came backstage. I think she was producing it. She came backstage, or promoting it, and she came backstage, and I was like, who the fuck is that? And I'm like, that's Caroline Hirsch. And I went, wait, Caroline? She's trying to fuck? And I was like, I was like, hi. I was like, you're. Go-. I think I was like, you're gorgeous. And she was like, well, thank you. And I was like, no, like, fuck. I never thought this was Caroline. Like, I've done Caroline's a bunch, but I never thought that was her. Um, but yeah, I tried to get. I, 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 you know, I tried so hard. One of my favorite pictures ever on Instagram. One of my most liked pictures is me, you, and Atel on the private jet. Oh yeah. And yeah. I was like, I was like, I remember we got the jet for, uh, and I was like, uh, anyone can sit anywhere, but there's four seats that are called for. Like, no one gets to pick these. <laughs> And uh, and I was like, I want Big J and Dave right there, right there. Oh, shit. And and but with the tell, I got I got a couple moments of like, you know, with the tell, it's very like. Uh, Congratulations, I, he respects the shit out of you. You know what I mean? So yeah. I'll tell you that. But it's always it's almost like you said he has to like walk away. He's like, all right, all great, right, great to see you. Thanks for coming by. He said when we remember we went to that bar, uh, Sure Shots in Dayton, mm-hmm. and we're driving there, and he goes, he's up front smoking a cigarette, and he's like, Bert, and I said, yeah, and he goes, come up here for a second. So I like get up on my knees on the front. And I'm like, what's up, Dave? And he was like, he just started talking about partying and, and Geraldo. And it was like such a great fucking conversation. Oh, yeah. I wanted that from Geraldo too. I couldn't get that from Geraldo. Like the fi- times I did hang out with Geraldo, I, I, I remember him telling me a story about, it was a story about doing drugs and having to do a college. And you mean you wanted like mentorship from him? No, no. I wanted, I wanted, I don't know. I, I just, I always want more than like, I want, I, I don't know. Like I wanted more than just the, like, uh, single serving friendship of sure. like you know like yeah sure good luck buddy like uh, or, and I remember him telling me this story and I was like Greg that's a fuck you talking about that on stage and he goes absolutely fucking not, <laughs> and I was like really and he goes no fucking way in hell out of you're out of your fucking mind, I go Greg that's fucking it was one of the funniest stories I've ever heard yeah but one of the. Was him getting shot at and no? Club have you heard wherever. that one too? I went to that club right afterwards. I think it might have been Royal Oak, yeah, or something. Yeah, it was like a crazy story. Yeah, and he went in to do radio the next morning with the same, and then got shot at. Yeah, no, he got well. He got shot at, and then the next day, I think hung out and did drugs with the guy who mm-hmm. shot at. And him. then he said, "Didn't he say something like, well, at least you know where he stands.'" <laughs> <laughs> he called to squash it with that guy who shot at him. And he ended up coming out, hanging out, and doing drugs with that guy. I think he even said that guy at one point was passed out in Greg's room. And I'm like, man, a guy that tried to kill you felt that comfortable around you the next day. Like, just Jesus. go to sleep in front of you. Like, that's wild. But he would tell me that. Coherent. Good looking. Yeah. Shaved or, you know, manicured beard. And, like, uh, dressed stylishly in the most coherent terms. We did Z-Rock together. A show on a IFC yeah he was a character on the first season and like those guys were like yeah we had to send greg home a little early today he was like funny but like he was just like sweaty and just couldn't sit up and and i'm like 
really? <laughs> I'm like, I just, for all the stories, you know, That's I think so Kurt Metzger even saw one where it was like, yeah, I think Greg fell asleep like in the garbage behind this bar or something. I, I and never, I was like, I've never, I never seen that. him not. Uh, we drove one time to, I drove Greg to a gig one time we did in like Sag Harbor. Yeah. Some like little theater gig we did out there. And like, it was such like, no, again, but I'm also terrible at reading that. Dude. I've I'm had, terrible I, at I've had friends too. go to rehab and I go, for what? And they're like, Coke. Go, You've done Coke before? <laughs> Dude, I had, like you've never noticed that i keep uh asking you to start businesses with me i'm like i didn't i just thought you're an idea guy i had <laughs> i had nick thune on the podcast when he was at like his i won't say his lowest but in a pretty low place in his life and the next time he was on my podcast i said i said to him do you want to drink and he said i'm sober i said oh, why did you quit drinking and he goes do you remember the last time i was here and i was like no and he's like i threw up in your daughter's uh by the way and i'm sorry nick if this is not if, if i'm misremembering but i'm sure nick's comfortable with it he's been pretty open about about it and he goes oh, i like threw up in your daughter's ba bathroom and and then i came out and i was i was like bad i was shaky and i said you know do you mind i remember him saying do you mind if i hit that vodka real quick and i was like yeah sure in my head i'm like yeah whatever it's 10 in the morning that's why everyone needs that every now and then sure you need a little pick-me-up we're doing a podcast let's get artsy and then i was like i remember going like do you want a drink and he was like i'd love a drink i go let's make drinks because I don't have that, like, I, I like I would definitely smoke weed, drink with anyone anytime if I don't have something to do. Like, I'm not good at stand-up if I've been getting high all day because I'm just, like, not firing hot. And I won't I won't drink if I have a show that night. Because I, I, I want to, like, I want to try to be good on stage for me. And for me, I know if I'm drunk, then I'm, then I don't care. And I say reckless things sometimes and then I regret <laughs> it. And so, but I didn't know Nick was going through any of that. And that, because I just go... I'm just so welcoming, like, oh, you want to have a drink? Sure, let's have a drink. Yeah, sure. You know, like, so, I, but. He's like, here's the 10 years, yeah. right? I had, I had a dude do that with me at the end of my first TV show, The X Show. He came up, and I bought the whole bar around a shot. The, it was all our crew. And then I he came up, and he goes, hey, man, I have the one you bought me. And I bought <laughs> another one I wanted to do with you. And I was like, oh, okay. So he handed it to me, and he goes, hey. I've watched you on this show for this whole fucking year, and the way you live your life is inspiring. He goes, I want to be more like you. And I was like, okay. And he goes, you fucking don't give a fuck, right? And I was like, I don't give a fuck at all. And he was like, cheers. And he hits it, and he goes, seven years sober down the drain right there. And I went, uh-huh. <laughs> Have you told that on stage ever? Uh-huh. <laughs> that should be. Like, what a guilt trip that guy just laid on you. <laughs> That's like saying this is because of you before you cut your own throat. Yeah, <laughs> this is because it's like, I'm because in the suicide something cryptic. Note. Yeah. Yes. This is for what you've done. <laughs> he then he then they were still in post production for another month because we'd wrapped the show. We were canceled, but they still had to deliver things. I went into the offices and asked Mark Cronin. I said, Hey man, where's uh, Jeremy? And he's like, Oh, we had to let him go. He's a drug addict alcoholic. And I went, What? And he goes, Apparently he fell off the wagon at our rap party. And I was like, I was went home, that. immediately kicked the shit out of his wife. Wait, can I tell you the greatest? I told this story at a at a party last night. So we're, we had a party at our house last night. Leanne always throws a New Year's Day. Is today February, January 2nd? Leanne throws a January 1st party at our house. She makes collard greens, black eyed peas, and, uh, and uh, cornbread black, and pork. Because black people couldn't celebrate on New Year's Eve or something? <laughs> Is that your tribute to black people? Yeah, yeah. Well, then she walked us through her culture as if like as if she's a Native American woman at the, <laughs> at, the at the Seminole Casino. She's like, we like to put ketchup on our black eyed peas. <laughs> so, so she makes it last night, and we're and 
and I haven't been drinking, and they made me a Campari Spritz. I have a hard time saying no to a Campari Spritz. It's the best drink I've ever had in my life. What it's is my, it? What's Campari? Prosecco. Campari is like a vermouth uh, liqueur. It's like a, it's almost like a, will you type up what Campari is? It's it was, so a, I know it was good. something with the drink with Jerry Falwell. Hustler got in trouble for making a Campari ad. Yeah. Making fun of Jerry Campari Falwell. Campari Spritz. It's uh, vermouth, or it's, it's let's see what Campari is. I know what a Campari Spritz is. It's soda water, Campari, and Prosecco. It's so enjoyable. It's so enjoyable. Do they have them at the comedy store? Uh, I don't know, but I have a hard time saying no if they do. If they have a Campari Spritz, they, I'll bring in the makings for a Campari Spritz tonight. We'll have Campari <laughs> Spritz before you go on stage. So, I'll bring so a couple night, Campari Spritzes with you. Yeah, they're so fucking, I'll bring Campari Spritz. Pete! Let's make Campari spritz at the store tonight. And so, <laughs> so. That's a team. Yeah, he's the best. Damn, that's so, a team. So On it. So last night. I, I would have been, asked I, why. What? I would have asked why. No, he goes, why oh. are we bringing our own alcohol to a comedy club? <laughs> Two bottles of Prosecco, goes, Campari. I don't, I don't even, no questions. I'm in the car already. So uh, what is Campari? It's a Italian liqueur. It's say an it's Aperol. Italian for armpit? I can't. It's so bright. It's it's basically it's a type of bitters and it's dark and it's okay. red and it tastes like shit by itself. But it's got a weird like grenadine. No, it's it's almost like it tastes like earthy. Like it it's, it it lands on the back of your tongue, but in a good way, just in a perfect way. So last night I haven't been drinking. I drank New Year's. I drank New Year's Eve, but before that I haven't been drinking. And then I was like, I'm going back on the wagon. I'll I'll just stay, stay sober until I go to Europe. And uh, and I'm making. A pork tenderloin and a, and pulled pork, and my friend Sandy, I think you know Sandy, Asian lady, I think you know her. She comes out with a Campari spritz. She goes, "I made you a Campari spritz," and I can't say no to them. They're that fucking good. And I go, "One Campari spritz," so I murder it. It goes down so <laughs> quick, right? So then I go, I come in, I bring the pork in. I go, "Hey, what are we doing about these Campari spritzes?" And she's like, "She, like, you want another one?" I go, "Yeah," and we're making them in wine glasses, but the big, bigger wine glasses. So she makes me another Campari spritz. We sit at the dinner table. We start to eat, and and our friends are two recovering heroin addicts, and they start telling their stories about recovery and why they got sober. And I had a story. I was like, I would love to tell this on stage, but I don't. Have, it's not right for stage, but it's such a good story about someone not being sober. So, so I'll tell you the story. The reason I the, can I tell you the reason I like telling you stories is I know that you punch them up as I tell them, <laughs> and so then I go, "That's right, that's how I should tell." Well, it. as you were saying the thing before about the uh, the pork and everything, yeah. like your your backstage. Just as a side note, made me laugh so hard when I would describe it to people because I oh. like, cause I go, I don't know, it's like it's like regular backstages, I guess. There's like you know <laughs> beers and drinks and uh, catering. That's you know some sort of like healthy nourishment. And then, like, a guy comes busting in with, like, a fucking a pig with an apple in its mouth. And I was like, I just got, I smoked a pig. Like, was that on our bus the whole night? <laughs> Do we have a freezer container? Like, it was crazy things he was bringing out. Dave Williamson. Dave Williamson would show up. He goes, hey, you want to eat this uh, fish right off of its body? Yeah, that was yeah, terrifying yeah. when he put that down. Yeah, you want to eat a fish right off its body? Yeah, it's still looking at you. I can't believe what you're doing. That felt like the road. That Remember was the movie, the... the road. It was like post-apocalyptic. Oh yeah, backstage. yeah, yeah. Is that where he kills his daughter, and then all of a sudden he sees rescue? 
That's the worst end of a fucking movie. He kills his son. Yeah. I don't want you to have to see this. Oh, wait. Oh, hey, guys. Oh, no, that was the, uh, that's the mist. The mist. Oh, yeah, yeah, so yeah, great. yeah. The mist. What's was... the road? Is that he kills both of them, right? No, it was, he was, I th yeah, I think he could kill each other. It's Vigo Mortensen. Yeah, Vigo. He's yeah. got a great cock. Yeah? I've seen it oh, yeah. in movies. That's oh, right. he was uh, fighting Eastern Promises. Eastern Promises. Yeah, that thing, you know what it is? It's, it's, it swings a, if I was fighting with a soft dick, with every movement, my dick would just like, it would almost like vibrate. Like, yeah, yeah. It, mine, mine's like a, like a pud. Yeah, it would yeah. go like that. And his dick is like stretching because when he s turns around, like his dick swings out. We went, in, when we did the movie, when we did the, the machine, one of my hard pitches that I was like pot committed to was there has to be a shower fight scene with me and the mafia. <laughs> and um and we're all naked and we're all naked everyone's got prosthetic dicks on except for me you and should so, have also been finding out that underneath all your clothes all the time were crazy tattoos yeah <laughs> and the one thing this i think it was the studio said was uh can we get some of your famous friends in it and i was like like who and they're like well, it'd be great to have rogan as a mafia guy and then all these people and then as we started whittling it down, the amount of time that you'd need them to be in Serbia to train during the pandemic mm -hmm. was just, it was not cost effective at all. I, was, I remember it was just fucking not, and I was like, yeah, rest. And then the, it, it changed. We didn't, I was like, why do I have to get naked? Just fucking <laughs> take my shirt off. I'm going to ruin my career. Helix Sleep is a premium mattress brand that provides tailored mattresses based on your unique sleep preferences. The Helix lineup includes 14 unique mattresses including a collection of luxury models a mattress for big and tall sleepers and even a mattress made just for kids so how will you know which helix mattress works best for you and your body take the helix sleep quiz and find the perfect mattress in under two minutes and your personal personalized mattress is shipped straight to your door free of charge helix knows there's no better way to test out a new mattress than by sleeping on it in your own home. That's why they offer a 100-night trial and a 10 to 15-year warranty to try out your new Helix sleep mattress. Everybody's unique, and everyone sleeps differently. That's why Helix has several different models to choose from, each designed for specific sleep positions and feel preferences, plus enhanced cooling features that keep you from overheating all night long. I took the Helix sleep quiz, and I was matched with the Midnight Lux because I'm a tosser and turner because I wanted something that had a medium feel, but I, I do move around consistently all night. I think it's because I drink. <laughs> Not only is the mattress the best I've ever slept on, but the setup was so fast and easy, it's ridiculous. Helix mattresses are delivered in a box straight to your door for free. Plus, Helix mattresses are American-made and come with a 10- or 15-year warranty, depending on the model. Don't want to take my word for it? Helix has been awarded the number one mattress pick by GQ and Wired Magazine. It's even recommended by multiple leading chiropractors and doctors of sleep medicine as a go-to solution for improving your sleep. Helix is offering up to 20% off all mattress orders and two free pillows for our listeners. Go to helixsleep.com slash Burt. This is their best offer yet, and it won't last long. With Helix, better sleep starts right now. I remember in college, back when I used to shave all the time, I remember buying razors at at uh, at the grocery store and thinking to myself, why do razors cost so much? Well, Harry's razors are incredibly sharp, made in their own factory in Germany, but most importantly, they cost as little as two bucks 
per blade. Get a quality razor you can depend on delivered straight to your door from Harry's. These razors freaking rock. They've got uh, a trial set that literally the quality of the shave is like nothing I've ever felt because I shave all, all the tough spots, all the spots where you get bumps right under here and right on the sides. And I am so happy with these razors. You can, you can get a quality shave without the hassle with $3 Harry's trial set. The Truman Shave trial set is a $15 value for just $3 at harrys.com slash bird. It includes a five-blade German-engineered razor, weighted handle, which you need, foaming shave gel, and a travel cover. Plus, you can schedule replacement blades delivered whenever you need them with refills as low as $2. Harry's makes more great self-care products than ever before dozens of important affordable items to go along with your subscription like shaving cream post-shave balms body washes hydrating lotions and more there is no reason not to try harry's harry's has the highest customer satisfaction in the shaving in industry and they're still offering a no risk trial don't like your shave no worries it's on them don't get overcharged for razors get harry's Get a $15 Truman Shave trial set for just $3 at harrys.com slash BERT. That's harrys.com slash BERT for a $3 trial set. I'm going to make a pivot in this podcast and not tell you my story, but ask you stories. Hmm. So let's talk. I want to talk about Lewis. I felt bad that I derailed you. No, no. I mean, it was better that I didn't tell the story because, uh, because, I'm doing, I'm doing this thing in the podcast lately where I feel like I'm talking to a friend and then enough people have goes, I've heard that story. I want to hear Big J's stories. So I'm like, I'm right. trying to focus. And the, this setup is not ideal for me because it feels very interviewee. We're building a new podcast studio uh, down the street. And um, yeah, you guys, will, I think you guys are coming out to do Something's Burning. Yeah, February. Yeah, and that'll be ready. I'll show you that. I was going to hope to see if I get either Lewis or Dave. or I, or I mean, we're doing a whole something's burning but i was like i'm not gonna have all three of them on the new podcast but i would in a heartbeat but um but skanks fest is we'll so do it. i mean i'm gonna have to promote the shit out of that special <laughs> all right let's do it let's do it jen can you do legion of skanks in uh for a podcast too okay um Lu fucking louis j gomez is such an interesting fucking guy oh yeah he really is enigmatic I, he's fucking i mean i like I, I love him. I think he's hilarious. Yeah. But the way his brain works, man, he really, like, Skanks Fest is, is such a big fucking thing. And I oh, know yeah. the kind of work that goes into putting that on. Sure. But he just does it by, I'm mean, not by himself, obviously, like, Rebecca and Christine and everyone help, helps produce that. But it's such, I mean, the fucking lineup is sick. Oh, yeah. Was, was I at the first yeah. Skanks Fest in New York? Um. You were at the second, I believe. Second. Yeah. And that was Bargazzi was there. Yeah. That was so fun. Yeah, I was that still was at the fun. Creek in the Cave, and there was like, you know, hundreds of people there. Yeah. And then now it's like thousands of people. But it's interesting that he does the things that, I would say in all honesty. He is, well, I used the term earlier, like, in a funny way, but he is. He's an idea guy. Yeah. And he likes to keep his brain moving i think like he's always like throwing out ideas um they always involve really monopolizing my time but 
he's <laughs> but they're all great ideas i mean yeah. he really does and uh you know for every bad one there's three great ones and i mean as i remember him saying like you know he put a tweet out he shows once in a while i think it's such a cool thing when it says uh i want to do a festival you know a comedy festival named skank fest that is all and then like you know employing the right people to get i mean rebecca and christine you know for lewis's great idea you know he's got a zillion ideas and stuff like he found the right two people to like help execute it with him and stuff so yeah it's pretty it's impressive it's as a so trio as in a trio what they get done is fucking amazing and it's like how many cool is the girls there's another one coming up right yeah well the uh, what's cool yeah uh september 29th to october 1st i just got an offer i got oh, a yeah. legit offer yeah that was really that was yeah it was like was I was supposed to do last Skank Fest, mm -hmm. but I was performing in Vegas the week after Skanks Fest. So yeah. and so it was the the people I was working with were like, we can't have you come in and theoretically sell tickets to people that would come see you next week. We were yeah, paying yeah. you different money, I and I was sure. like, yeah, totally made sense. And then but I'm saying you understand this as much as with like you know Pete and your whole crew. I went yeah. on the tour with them and everything. Like they're so it's so to have like the right people executing your thing probably take some time too and like the three like i said like they the girls call it like they what they take the pride in is like executing lewis's idea yeah do you know what i mean so it's like it's cool it's, it's it really comes best. together so i mean like when i see that even like that yeah the screen in the background i'm like this is nuts when i i got to stand with lewis in Skankfest south uh when they were doing load in to build the stage and put up the stage lights that we had for the outside stage and yeah. it was just like I'm like, yo, dude, from idea to like they're loading in 18 wheelers. It's crazy. It's fucking wild. It's so, and you by the way, step back and appreciate that once in a while. You know what I mean? Like, so like tour bus touring, like it's fucking so great. It's you, so, you get, you get to be on that thing. You get to enjoy yourself until you go to sleep. Well, it's, it's the thing that, like, you know, it's so funny. Pull up where the next Gang Fest is. It's in Vegas, it's Vegas right? again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Return to Vegas, September 29th to October 1st. Oh, man. same place they're opening up uh more rooms so we're able to have more people and it's fun kind of seeing behind the scenes like and you know this with like with fully loaded you'd probably feel this way you were like you know like the things that could have been changed to make things not even better just like smoother and less yeah. concern about this and if we need more people here less people there you know so it's like they've kind of doing a place like that on the road getting a year of doing it and being super successful to work out the kinks is pretty cool it's the uh it's funny because when i came up with fully loaded i didn't i, I had not thought about skank fest at all i was like i was like by myself thinking i i don't think anyone's ever done something like this and then all of a sudden someone hit me up and they're like i think it was on twitter or something or they're like so bert basically is stealing the idea of skank fest and lewis was the first one to reply. he's like totally different things not the same thing. No. And then I was like, I was like, oh my God, I didn't even think about that. Like as I started doing fully loaded, I was because it was on the tour and we were trying to do markets that people don't normally play in. I think more than ever, New York and LA, like the crossover of friends and everything yeah. is like more than ever. So when everyone can include a lot of people of their friends in something, it's gonna be a lot of like the same people. I, but who gives a shit? I wish that I wish that <laughs> like, I wish that I could join forces with Lewis sometimes because I watch the lineups you guys have for Skankfest, and I know, and by the way, the lineups are not, they're very cost-effective for the festival, and I'm just so impressed by that. I'm so impressed that they can. Well, I think what's awesome is they actually, like, they sort of spare no expense. Well, well, like well, they, they, so what, what Lewis does, I mean, I, look, I'm speaking 
I'm speaking as a, I guess, a producer now as not a talent because I produce Fully Loaded and Lewis produces Kankfest. I have so many fucking questions because I watched it. I was like, and I know that I know that he does this, is that you put all the money back in the festival because it's only successful yeah. if you keep doing it. That's what like, I mean. So it's yeah. like they really, when I know like at the uh, end when like their budgets are done, if there's extra money, it's like, I think that's what happened when we had Everlast last year. It was yeah. like, Let's do it, man. You know, like fuck it's, it. it will, everyone gets paid. Everyone gets paid. Everyone gets put. Everyone. It's, it's so fucking cool, but it's so fucking difficult. Like I have to, I have to reach out. I have to have my agents book people because I can't. I, I have such fucking intimacy issues that I go. I can't. Oh, I yeah, feel yeah, so yeah. weird. I remember they wanted the one person they wanted uh, one time or last year uh, was because uh, we tried doing. We tried. I'm. I'm kind of lying a little bit because we tried doing fully loaded the year before the year during the pandemic we tried doing it year before and the ballparks fell out at the last minute because of covid protocol and so we set it we set it up we're going to do it and then all of a sudden ballparks pulled out we had not sent out offers but we had sent out one offer i said to leanne i said i said i'm not going to be making that much money and she went honey you're making no money i went what and she goes this isn't about money this is about putting on she was like, if you're, if you're trying to make money, you're in the wrong fucking business. You're putting on a festival. It's only successful if you do 11 of them. And in order to do 11 of them, you got to do two of them. So if, you, if you're going to do two of them, well, that first one, you're not making any money. Second one, you're not making any money. Maybe on the 11th fully loaded, you can sell it to Pepsi and make a killing. But on these first two, you, you, you're making money for 11 of them. And I was like, oh. And then I looked at Skankfest and I was like, oh, he's putting all this money right back into this fucking festival. That's why it's successful. Like that's why he's that's why it's so fucking. I mean, the best or it thing, couldn't grow every year. That's the other thing we always want to grow it a bit. Yeah, like we, you know, it's funny. Like, it's an interesting, inter uh, interesting thing to consider is, uh, do you keep things like intimate or whatever? Do you know? Like, I have a nervousness about jumping to like theaters ever because I'm like, for what I do, what I what me. I like to do, it's like. Can I just charge four hundred dollars a ticket to see me at a comedy club, <laughs> which I would never do, obviously. But you know what I mean. It's yeah. almost like what could keep. Like I want to make the money of that, but like what could keep me well, doing it in the places I want to be able to so do it and wait, obviously make money. So because I had that same problem when I went to theaters, I was like, I was like, I'm already doing okay in clubs. Like let's just keep it. Like what do we, what do we need to like? Leanne has a great quote that she gave me about shining. If you don't allow yourself to shine, type in a quote. If you don't allow yourself to shine. Here's our mortgage payment. <laughs> yeah, it was a great quote. She wrote like, it in the lipstick on the mortgage payment. <laughs> Let yourself shine because look at this. It was, it's so, uh, if you don't allow yourself to shine, it's going to be shine on you, crazy drive. <laughs> our deepest fear. What's our deepest fear? Oh, you oh, think yeah, it's yeah. one of those posters with like yeah, a cat yeah, yeah, on yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Give me that. Let me click that one. Oh, for real. But she sent it to me, and she was like, at that time, and she was like, "You got to allow yourself the opportunity to shine." And you, and if, because I was like, I was like, "Don't make any fucking, don't make any quick movements." Like you're doing well in clubs. What the fuck do you need to be a theater act for? And I was like, and then I was like, it's gonna be a ton more self promotion, a ton more work. You're making good money. Like what the fuck? And then she gave me this thing. Is it? What is it? Oh, fuck. Anyway, and so the whole thing was, uh, who knows what the fucking quote is, but 
I had terrible fear about going to theaters. Terrible. And I didn't want to do well, it. First, I mean, first, the fear of, is like, will I put asses in seats in a theater? Yeah. I think uh, you would they in a second. Me, they, uh, we'll see. But like, when are you doing theaters? When are you doing theaters? Certain cities, I don't know. Nothing. Uh, well, the first thing I'm doing, the Wilbur. Wilbur's great. Uh, in, You'll sell that out immediately. Lewis is doing it with me, too. And uh, we're doing that uh, in February. And, and then the night before, Joseph Field is a very close venue. There's the Fox Theater. Wait, wait, wait. When are you doing in it in February? When are you doing it in February? Uh, Type in Big J, go, Big J and Lewis. Uh, uh, Wilbur. Type in Wilbur, yeah. Oh, please say, please, please, please say. Come on, y'all. What's up with our fucking Wi-Fi today? I'm in Boston. I'm in Boston. <laughs> Saturday, Saturday 4th. Saturday the 4th. Uh, I think it, I really think it might be the next week. Let me just look it on my phone at this point. I feel, yeah. <laughs> I feel terrible. Saturday the 4th. I'm on the Kevin James Irregardless Tour. Akash is at the Wilbur February 7th. Oh, that's December. He was at the Wilbur. There we are. You February 4th? February 4th. Look at that. Yeah. February 4th. Yep. Do you want a party? I'm in I'm in I'm in, in Boston February 4th. Yeah. Fuck yes. <laughs> Yeah, it'll be me and Lewis are up there. Oh, yeah, I'm so, there. Absolutely. Yeah, it'll be a blast. Uh, the night before, we're doing the uh, Fox Theater in uh, Foxwoods. So that's oh. another like, theater. So yeah. we'll see. I'm excited for it. But I am saying so the first thing is obviously like the fear of selling tickets. But even more than that, I see, I mean, I, I still have some cities where, you know, but you know I but see you, a waitress going home for the second show. <laughs> you know but, that? No, but you, but you know, the, um, your, like you did those arenas when we did Fully Loaded. And I mean, all of us said it and you know we said it i don't know if we said it to you but shane and i definitely were saying back and forth to each other you're doing an arena on a stool and killing harder than anyone oh i mean i wasn't killing hard you were killing harder was, than anyone uh, and 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 we all of us were like dude that's and you were you weren't doing any crowd work you were just doing material and murdering murdering so you know that's oh, got to give you a little man. confidence going into these theaters going like i don't have to do crowd work i can do material throw in a, a titch of crowd work just to make it feel authentic and real. I always think that that is like the key. I really think, and it's it's harder when you go to arenas to do crowd work because you, you got to have That's almost the, what I uh, would say about like when you do the, because uh, people like shit, it doesn't make sense for anyone to shit on you for doing the machine story yeah. still. I was out with you on that thing. If you suggested the idea that you might tell it and then we're like, no, no, no. Like they go like, they want you to do it. Yeah. I fully get it. I'm more like impressed. Do you feel the nerves with that, like inflecting it the same way when you like, like you can, you can think about like what you want to do tomorrow while you're telling the story. If you want, no, to. I can't, I can't because I'm saying what, if you wanted to, you can, no, but no, but I can't, I actually really? can't. Yeah. Because what happens is, um, I, and it's happened. It's happened. Like it doesn't happen with that. What happens is, so, uh, I'll give you a perfect example. Uh, we had AJ Wilkerson on the, show with us and he had never performed in front of more than i think 400 people when i started the machine is when i said to myself i want to bring him on stage but i need to make sure there's a camera guy to follow him out i want i want to catch him coming out on stage i need it shot vertical i need it shot vertical and fisheye but i need pictures also so i'm gonna need two cameras and i'm doing that telling the machine thinking of what needs mm -hmm. to happen at the end of this show and i was like i have to stop and if i have to stop 
and go, can I get another camera out? Then I'm, cause I go, I'm like lost now. I'm like, and then I'm like, I don't know where I am in the story. And I'm just like, wait, what's, what am I thinking about? So I, I can't, I can't, I, I can't think about anything other than the shit going on on stage or I will fuck. And I'm like, I can't, I can think about what joke can come next in the yeah. middle of a joke or what joke I can think about the things in the, but I have to be in yeah. the moment about the things on stage. Cause I do worry about stuff like, and it always, I think Nate described it to me one time like that too. And it's just almost the right thing. It's like two, I'm sure I've regurged it in some way too. There really is like two. It's not that I'm not like in, cause I do, I believe you have to put like the oomph. Yeah. Especially if it's material. Yeah. But even in like, uh, like material or crowd stuff, whatever, it's still like the bouncing around. Like there is always a second thing. It's just part of the job. I think like the construction, of like, oh, this would go good into this, but if I use that, that's a yeah. big one early. Yeah, and I'd like to like, say that a little more towards that, the end. That thought, yeah. but when I have di- when I have like like what's for dinner tonight thoughts, I I get pulled out of the moment. And yeah, I'm yeah, fucked. Yeah. Um, uh, no, it's interesting because we talked about this earlier, but like I do, I feel like you have to do what you think is the best for you. I heard uh, someone say the other day, uh, the best of but it was Rick Rick Rubin was saying to Rogan, if Rogan was like, what advice would you give to anyone uh, getting in the music business right now? And Rick Rubin goes, Yoga. don't listen to anyone. Don't listen to anyone and do whatever the fuck you like. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, because I, I, remember, I remember a comic telling me, I can't do the machine story anymore. I can't do it. You got to stop it. You got to retire it. That's how it works, buddy. And I was like, yeah, but you're not at my shows. Like, you're not. Like you're not there when they're yelling the machine the whole time, and yeah. and I go and I'm feed, I'm reading the room and I've not told it. And when I didn't tell it, the one time I didn't tell it, there were people waiting in the bar for me, upset. And Dave Stroop came and got me. He goes, hey, man, I got a lot of people at the bar really bummed you didn't tell the machine story. Like they want their money back. And I went really, and he's like, they, I mean, they brought like you should go out there. And I went out, and it was a guy who had brought like forty people, and he was like, bro, what the fuck. He's like, great show, but like, I told them about the machine. I brought them here to see the machine. He's like, yeah. I brought 40 fucking people. Like, we were the majority of the show. And the whole time we were yelling it, and you were like, I don't tell it anymore. And he was like, and I was like, it was a third show. You have on to a stop Saturday. when the movie comes out, though, because you'd be like, uh, you know what? Just movie's better. I feel, yeah, <laughs> I feel like that, that'll be because I thought yeah. I was going to retire it. I thought I was going to retire it after I told the machine on whatchamacallit. Then it went viral. Then I did, I was like, all right, I'll do one run of it in clubs. And then that's it. I'm retiring it. And then, and then all of a sudden I went to theaters and I was like, okay, well, I would, I did 1,200 people over a weekend. Now I'm doing 2,000 people over a night. There's going to be new people. They're yelling it. And I was like, all right, I'll do one run of theaters and then we're done. And then we went to bigger theaters and I'm like, okay, okay. So I'm going to do this run of theaters and then we're done. And now we're in arenas and I'm like, okay, so I've never done 12,000 people before. Like, and so part of me goes, I just came to ter- came came to terms with it and I was like. I was like, no, I remember thinking as a consumer, I remember seeing Ron White one time and I yelled out tater salad from the back of the store. I was like, tater salad. And he was like, I don't tell it. And everyone kind of went, oh, and he was like, ah, watch the fucking special. And I remember being like, oh, I want to hear tater salad. Yeah, I was like, I was like, I really like it. It was like, it's a, it's a really great story. And I know it's going to be a little different because it's not yeah. going to be the same way he tells it. And he's a great storyteller. And I just had to come to terms with the fact that storytelling storytelling is a little different than just a joke sure like so it's a 12 minute story it's a little bit it's a little bit of a song and so you get to tell it different and fuck around in the middle and so i just i was like 
as long as I'm doing bigger venues every time, then there's always more people and there's new people that haven't heard it. And and it keeps growing. We haven't heard it live, like you said, yeah. where it can like, yeah. It got it I I thought I was I thought it was like I got I remember getting forty million views on that story and thinking, wow, that's a lot. It's at eighty eight million now. And I just go Wait a second, I'm a little stoned and just want to say because it's knocking around my head right now that what? I don't know if I finished saying when Dane Cook asked me to be clean. <laughs> I just thought it was weird because when he gets on stage, it didn't matter if I went up there and jacked off on, on the front row. Yeah. They forget all about it. They forget about it. So that's why I just thought it was weird yeah. that he asked me to be clean. The second he gets I on I stage. I feel like I was saying like, and what a cunt, right? Moving on. <laughs> that wasn't the intention of the story. Oh, that's so fucking funny. I want to know who else is on our show with us tonight. I could look it up. I think Josh sent it to me. I'm going up early. I was supposed to go up early because I was supposed to go out and help Leanne. He said I'm going up at nine ten. Oh, I think I'm going up at I'm right now. Right Don't forget you. to bring something to give away. Oh, that's to the far left. Far left. Ah, oh, Justine Marino. You know what Justine Marino's uh nickname is? No. The machine. Really? Yeah, we had a funny story. She when she was Oh, young, Annie Letterman? Annie Letterman. Tiffany Haddish. I forget Tiffany's a fucking major movie star. More, maybe Lewis. Is Lewis going to be there? He's here, I believe. Um, uh, I forget Tiffany is a major movie star. Like, one of the biggest. It's funny. It's it's only how I know her, weirdly enough. I, Actually, you I, know I only funny? know her the other way. I, you wonder, hang on, can I, I'll, I'll tell you something interesting? Sure. I only know her as her grandmother's grandchild because leanne was friends with her grandmother really leanne and her grandmother worked together at lowry's and so leanne's like do you know dot 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 and i go tiffany Haddish. i go yeah i know tiffany Haddish. and then tiffany and I ended up working together and she leanne's like well i worked with miss i forget her name or she just passed away Haddish. no 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 they call them by their first name grandmama Haddish. no no <laughs> <She's> grandmama Haddish. <laughs> she mama <Haddish>. she <laughs> the hardest i've ever laughed not ever but the other day the hardest i've laughed stone sober stone sober i'm uh we're leanne isla has a fear of bees randomly we've seen two bees inside our house <laughs> and leanne stepped on one in our house and it stung her foot and it was bad it was like bad and leanne said to me in georgia we cannot tell isla about this it will be a fucking shit show if isla knows there's bees inside our house it's gonna be bad so no one tells isla so we're hiking in runyon canyon we're hiking in uh Fryman canyon and um and it's me isla's two friends georgia's two no isla's two friends in georgia and I, isla's in between me and georgia and just the pacing of it was so funny the isla's in between us we're all walking at the same pace and we're walking down this street after the hike and i said uh I said, Isla said something about bees. And I said, oh, yeah. I go, mom stepped on a bee. And Isla goes, she did? And I go, yeah. And she goes, where? And I go, oh, oh, never mind. And Isla stopped walking. And Georgia and I are now next to each other. And Isla, George looks at me and goes, you just fucked up big time. <laughs> and I could not stop laughing at the look on, like, Isla stopped walking. She goes, where? And I went, oh, never mind. Stopped walking. And then it's just me and Georgia. The, 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 uh, you couldn't the, think fast enough to say, outside i know i just went well i just realized gave like a real where forget it <laughs> not nowhere nothing i was 
doubled over and Isla going, standing over me going, where did she step on a bee? Where are there bees? Where <laughs> is it in our yard? Where is it? And I couldn't stop laughing. And Georgia goes, Georgia is off, still walking. And she calls Leanne and goes, dad just fucked up. It's going to be bad when we get home. <laughs> I could not. Why did I tell that story? I could not stop laughing. Oh, uh, oh, Miss Miss Grandma had it. Miss Grandma had it. No, uh, she bit, it at uh, at Lowry's. They only called the servers by their first name, so it was Miss Leanne, Miss whatever. So that's how Leanne knew her. I forget Tiffany had it. She's like the biggest. Justin Marino. This is a good story about Justin Marino. We just talked about this last time I ran into her. When I first met her, she was a young comic, and she, we were both at West Palm. I was, I just headlined, and they were doing the Late Show. Her and and like a bunch of younger comics. She's from West Palm. I don't think so. I don't think so. And she comes up to me and she goes, I hear we got like a similar bit. And I was like, yeah. She goes, yeah, uh, something about the machine. And I go, oh, you have a story about the machine? And she goes, yeah. And I went, for real? And I'm a little drunk. And she goes, yeah, <laughs> it's my nickname. And I went, oh, okay, it's my nickname too. And she goes, well, uh, I hope our bits don't step on each other. And I go, I don't think they will. She was like, well, maybe tell me your bit. And I was like, well, my bit's like 12 minutes long. And she goes, is it like, is it anything about you being called the machine? I go, yeah, yeah, it is. And she goes, well, I mean, one of us, we should hear our bits because I mean, if they're similar, then one of us needs to stop telling it. And I go, I'm definitely not stop telling mine. <laughs> she, was, she was like, how did you get the nickname? And I go, do you have a joke about getting involved? fighting over nicknames like pro wrestlers? <laughs> but it was, no, she wasn't fighting. She was just like, she wanted to make sure it's that I didn't think boy, she Flair stole versus it. versus the nature boy, Buddy Rogers. <laughs> she wanted to make sure I didn't steal it. Or no, that she knew that I didn't, that I knew she didn't steal it from me. Gotcha. So she was trying to make sure like going, hey, just so you know, I also have this. I know that you're a big comic or a regular comic, whatever. But like, oh, I, I just. Of, but she's saying one of us should stop. Yeah, yeah like just like what? Because. She her thing is her name's it, Justine, did you go did Justine you go uh, did you go when I was twenty two years old I got involved with Russian mafia she goes stop right there <laughs> already right there no way that happened to you also it was it was really but then so then she came up to me last time I was at the store she goes she goes hey I think we've met before and I go we have she goes do you remember it and I go I definitely do I go very few people wonder if they have the same story as I do and she was like. She goes, I feel so bad. And I go, don't feel bad. I've been laughing. I thought it was fucking hilarious <laughs> that she was like, Wait, have you been involved with the Russian mafia? <laughs> <laughs> Shut right the fuck up. All right, let me see these questions I have, and I'll let you get out of here. Uh, Louis J. Gomez, I'm so, I fucking love him. Dave Smith, I fucking love him. Dude, like, I mean, I gotta, they're, I, so, they're so, I've been friends with them for so long now, and to watch like their... I was friends with them because they're two of the funniest guys in the world. So to watch like their careers like come up, like it's been so great. Um, they're the best. San Antonio. Oh yeah, yeah. Bert, why well, say I believe completely? <laughs> how much I believe completely that Bert would never uh, cheat on Leanne? I'm is, painting uh, myself into a corner, by the way. If I ever do cheat, I'd ruin my career. Like I'd fucking no, ruin. No one my would career. believe it. <laughs> 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 but <laughs> there was a girl. A server at the club who was not all weekend nice like she I think she was in the green room one night uh everything was great I, th that staff i love because they hang out afterwards her aunt her aunt is like an og at laugh out loud okay she's my age or probably younger than me but like been a been a server there for a while and she was coming in she was her it was her niece was I think 17 years old, 16 years old, 16, 16, and was coming in to work and, and helping out. 
And she was just like, you know, I'm staying here for a month. And I said to her, well, I'm sitting at the bar. I said, you're 16? She said, yeah. I said, do me a favor. Next weekend, my buddy's coming in town. Big Jerickson. I go, uh, and then you tell the rest of the story. Well, you're saying, so the server, it was the server was in her 20s or something, I guess. What? And the server yeah, yeah, yeah. came and talked to me. But again, she was there all weekend. Pleasant, nice, no weird conversation. When she walked out, she comes out like kind of angry. And she's like, hey, I know you're friends with Bert. Can you give me like his number? Like I can't get his number. And I went, uh, I don't even know if I have, which haven't really, which I do. But you know, I'm like, I don't want to give it to her. She sounds angry. Yeah. And she's like, yeah. She goes, you don't have, you're his friend and you don't have it. I go, I honestly... I don't, it changes a lot, so I don't know. She's like, oh, I bet it changes a lot. She was selling it, man. She was good. Uh, <laughs> and uh, she's getting more and more angry. She goes, what? then you can you call him? Can you call him now? I was like, I don't have the number. She goes, well, can you get him a message for me? I go, I mean, yeah, sure. You know, I want this to end. I'm like, sure. She goes, uh, why don't you tell him that we found out my little cousin was in town last week and uh and Bert and her I guess fucked and now today or she finds out she's pregnant and I was like oh man that's I don't know if I'm gonna pass along that message <laughs> and he goes yeah you might want to because also she's 16 years old and I went, oh, wow. And I'm like, I've just heard who I think is my most wholesome friend on so many levels. It's just like, I'm like, well, his life's over if any of this is real. And I went, okay. And then I just lived with that. I lived with that for, thank God, an hour. I mean, an hour, hour and a half of like meeting other people after the show. That was like, yeah. I was still talking to people and stuff. Yeah. I got, I, I got sloppy. Christine, I was hiding smoking from Christine. Yeah. And so many pictures of me with after that show were me. That's how she found out I was smoking for me. Pictures yeah. of me smoking uh, that night because I was like, Bert got a 16 year old pregnant. <laughs> Bert got a 16 year old pregnant. <laughs> And I was uh, panicking, and then I got in the elevator. In the elevator, and Mike Suarez, it's like, thank God, I go just randomly. He goes, he goes, it's just me and him. I know Mike. By like, the way, this well, is how gangster this chick is. She says that to Jay, and then goes dipped, home. Dipped. She goes home. She she, she, le she left pissed. She left that I wouldn't help her. <laughs> I go, I don't know how to help you, and she like goes like, oh, or whatever. And I was even like, I tipped her like nice. Like, I, I was just so mad at me. I don't know what to do. And in that elevator, he goes, I was like, he's like, what's wrong? I guess he knew he was like sort of like knew about it. And I was like, I uh, I can't, man. <laughs> he's like, what? I go, I can't. It's, I think it's bullshit. But like this girl just said, like, Bert got a 60-year-old girl pregnant. And that's crazy. And he just goes, well, from's got the whole thing out. He goes, she's fucking with you. I go no and he's like yeah, yeah no they play like bert told them to do that and i go yeah, that girl's a good actress i go she let like we were pleasant all weekend and in her mind she's left my presence being like fuck you for not helping you don't care that bert's ruined a 16 year old girl's life oh and i wore that man for an hour i was 
I will never do another prank like that because she did it. She it's like doing candid camera, but then not telling them there's a camera. And they're like, so fucking aliens are real? I mean, she just fucking said, he got my sister, he's pregnant, and then went home. I'm not there a was good, no payoff for the fucking. I'm not, I'm not a good prankster, but I love people. Nate Bargatze is really good. One of my favorites ever. Oh, wait. I've heard this. Keep going. Oh, there's several, but the, the Metzger one. Uh-uh. Yeah, 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 yeah. Keep going. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They were uh, sharing a hotel. He said it was because also Nate was opening for uh, Kurt. Yeah. But they were like friendly, you know what I mean? Friends. And Nate was like all weekend, Kurt kept calling him his opener. He's like, This is my opener, Nate. Uh, can I get a burger and fries for me and a chicken sandwich for my opener, Nate? <laughs> and so Nate said, We saw the opportunity. Kurt came out and he goes, uh, Do he goes, so Kurt, Do they have lotion here? Do they have lotion here at this hotel? Kurt's literally one of the smartest people I know. Yeah. So it's so funny that this is where he like falls short. <laughs> He was like, he's like, they don't need lotion here. He goes, is this? He's like, this bottle here says conditioner. Like, uh, is that lotion? And he was conditioner. <laughs> Nate goes, he goes, oh no, that, yeah, that's it right there. He says, conditions your body, conditions your skin. And Kurt uh, rubs hair conditioner all over his body. Like, I think went to go do a show. <laughs> Itchy as hell. <laughs> Just rubbing soap basically uh, on his body and leaving. Uh, I mean, and Nate just goes, mm-hmm. You just let it happen. <laughs> That's literally why I love it was so cool for me to even become friends and meet and see how great Sal is. Yeah. Because I appreciate the joke. I've talked to Stan about this. I, I appreciate the Joker show so much because it's unjudgeable comedy for me because I would fail at it. Oh, I would fail. Like, I couldn't say those things to people who don't know. I can say anything to people who know they're in on the joke. I can't, I can't. fuck with the unsuspecting. Because then I'm like, I'm being an asshole. <laughs> Even can't. if it's so less harsh than something I would say in a comedy club, I'm like, I'm not going to ask this guy if, why he's hanging out with his mother when I know it's his, you know, older girlfriend. That's, by the way, that's the best slam I've ever had on someone in road rage. Really? The guy flew onto Franklin and almost <laughs> hit my car. And he was with his chick. And I was with Georgia, Isla, and Leanne. We were pulling into my sister's street. And he pulls up. And I honked at him. And he pulls up. And he goes, what the fuck you honk for? And I go, you're not supposed to merge unless both lanes are open. And he goes, that's not real. And I said, "It's you almost hit my car. And he goes, it's not real. It's not real. And I went, no, it's actually, you're not supposed to merge unless both lanes are open. And he goes, no. And I said, hey, why don't you have your fat mom Google it? And it was his <laughs> chick. And she went, oh. Huh? And he was like, what the? And I just took off. And, uh, but the uh, the only one i've ever prank i've ever done to someone like that was we were in when we were in college i was with mike osborne we were in our in our on our house in the fraternity and uh mike was on the phone with someone and trip holse walks in and trip holse is like uh he's like like looking around and he sees a thing of, of pills and he grabs it and he shakes it and he goes vitamin c i said yeah <laughs> and he goes are they chewable and i go yeah and he popped a not chewable vitamin C as well. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, the I feel look so of, guilty, but it really it makes me laugh. I, I also have a hard time sitting there when I know what's happening to somebody, being the person oh. I'm going like. Uh. <laughs> well, that was the weird thing about watching you get drugged. Is I was at I was in quarantine. I was in quarantine at uh, doing Go Big Show, and everyone started hitting me up. It's the, it, I, it's the reason I bought the uh, 
the I was in a hotel and I bought the what's the package the Skanks gas digital gas digital package yeah and I bought it because it was live on there and I was like dying to know what happened and it was the it was the most engaging bit of television of of footage <laughs> because to watch him do it and to see Shane see him and go oh no and then look at you I'm like oh <laughs> it was such a fucking bizarre fucking it was and then all of a sudden i was like i was like wait is that how people felt when i got drugged is were they like i want to see it because it's of course they do i never i wouldn't release it oh really yeah oh uh, i mean it's I, not I, you I'm saw fine. it right halston it's not is I'm it is it as bad it. as is it as bad as Mem i remember remember when we were gonna do our 500 episode and we were like pulling clips from past episodes yeah. and then we were like let's put let's let's watch the ari molly yeah. thing and we watched it and the energy in the room got sucked out it got really sad it got so sad and i think it because it wasn't a big group of people it was me and ari mm -hmm. so it was like really intimate yeah to watch someone not be happy and someone try to be like well it you know it's funny <laughs> and the other person's like what if i have a stroke and he's like Mike. he's like then i'll go to jail and i'll go to jail and i was like my daughters are in there and he's like, i don't i didn't think a lot about this like i think it's maybe i i don't know i we watched it i but Ari's i was autistic for funny uh, that's what it is i'm so he glad is. he's um, by the way i, I just uh, in the last episode he was on with shane and 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 uh Norman. and mark and them uh-huh uh shane gillis was saying he's changed right like his energy's changed right joe i kept saying that to joe i don't think joe was hearing him uh -huh. but i was like i was like ari's energy has changed i'm so I, I mean this as a compliment but i'm so like the chaos part of ari mm -hmm. is I, it'll always be there you're not getting rid of it sure but it, for a period it was over overriding the comedy part of ari like the stand-up comic in ari mm -hmm. was getting overshadowed by the chaos part of ari well, like yeah, the, the, the chaos Kobe, was, of course. The yeah, Kobe, I mean, the, the drugging was... me, drugging you, the fucking uh, Lewis is a pedophile. Like, the chaos is fun, but it should be a uh, a hint. I'm sure Ari would totally disagree with me, but it should be a hint of the comic Ari. That should oh, be Oh, no, the... no, no, for sure. And he is, like, I mean, again, then he come uh, came and put out, I mean, did you watch Jew yet? On the it's thing? fucking I mean, awesome. It's, it's fucking fantastic. It's fucking it's so awesome. Good. It's so awesome. And it's, it's so beautiful. Uh, and it's yeah. so beautiful. And it's so... It's so Ari. The it's the thing I the the thing I love about Ari, it's almost at six million views. Where he says he's gonna pull it offline once it's six million, and what's it's almost yeah. Look at that man. Get it? It's, yeah. <laughs> and so, but what's what's I didn't at first, but good. But what's nice. great about this is that this is the Ari I know and love, and I can't explain it to Leanne because she all she sees is the Ari that drugged me. I know, That's I keep all saying, I keep pitching this idea so much someone's going to take it. But I, I said, uh, when Ari, if Ari dies before me or before I die, I want to write a book called Undercover Mensch about Ari Shafir because he's, what he just, for, I mean, I can never go through uh, the list enough of the things he's done for me in my career, uh, let alone as soon as that thing was done taping, Jew, he jumped in and I mean, he walked me through the process of picking producer, director, everything. and to down to when the, we were filming my special at Skankfest, like setting up chairs. I mean, he's he loved, he cared way, about it. He, he cares about comedy. He cares, he about, cares about his friends. He cares really about does. his friends. And that I can never, you know, I've de I def I've defended him. And I've, I've probably 
sounded like sideways throw him under the bus at times when like people don't know him and i go on their podcast and they're like so you got drugged by your friend and and then you're like well you know you got to make light of it so you i don't go like you can i can't defend him to someone who doesn't know him i think ari's like i think is you know he's been in a relationship for a bit now too you know so like there's a thing to him too that might settle him down in some ways that's why i would say it was different at the time of ari's like age and not really having anyone like behind him at all kind of like when he turns around to do the ari do you know what i mean like anybody yeah. really doing that so it wouldn't matter if you dosed ari with acid he wouldn't be like what have you done he'd be like ah all right you got at worst he'd be like you got me this is how it ha- it's called karma but because he said when he you said when he did it he was like oh, okay I, I didn't say i thought this through very much bert but like you're like yeah, yeah. you kind of got to think it through you know what i mean yeah so it was the uh, i was that which i was sitting so- next to him I, I, listen i have Chris, christine who has literally stopped me she's like she's like preach to your choir because like the, some other people are just going to get upset she stopped me from uh putting out a tweet i saw uh <laughs> it was the american music awards uh bts the korean boy band accepted yeah, yeah, an yeah, award yeah. but it was a they sent along a video to accept the award and when they all said goodbye they were like goodbye goodbye and one of them was just doing it with like a hail hitler arm so i took a picture of that and i showed it to christine and i went hair hitler <laughs> and then she laughed and i was like yeah i gotta that send, goes out there i, there I gotta send the that line. yeah and i start uh typing it like in and i put it up on i rarely put up social media stuff myself yeah and uh and she goes wait you're sending it to who like the like the bonfire like she means like the thread of like soda her jacob everything to make them i go no twitter and she goes don't fucking tweet that are you crazy yeah and i was like why she goes just why she's like what's like the (laughs) benefit is the benefit of it of as much as like more than like this moment here like i could tell the story to the do you know what i mean yeah. like she's like but you're just putting out there for someone to go like he de- he means anti-semitic stuff right here yeah there's like no explanation she's like uh treat that stuff like nbc that's a good good it's, advice she's given me i had a i got when we i drank on new year's eve and i got very high because i was like i, I want to try to not be chasing alcohol all night and just smoke weed and then but what ended up happening is I went into their screening room and passed out. I was like, I'm just going to listen to a fucking podcast and pass out. And so, and by the way, it was two in the morning. So, but I had a guy pull me aside and say, I won't, I won't say his name because I think it would, it would affect the story somehow. But he said, you know, he was asking about my, uh, I got a blood panel and I came back pretty healthy. Eh, some parts were not so great, but all based on medication. And so, um, and for as fat as I fucking am, and I, and he goes, that's just crazy. And he goes, you know, I can I tell you something? I feel like you're a tad bit irresponsible in that he goes, you know, you're kind of guy that can go out and party and then wake up the next morning and work out. And not everyone can do that. He goes, you know, I listen to Rogan talk about smoking weed and how he gets creative, but you know, like, 80% of the people that listen to Rogan and go, yeah, I'll get into weed. They don't become Joe Rogan. Right. So like, and he goes, and you need, he goes, I was wondering, do you think it would be responsible for you to try to get a little healthier so that your fans thought, hey, maybe I could get a little healthier. Like, you know, it's like, it's like you watch people talk about mental health. Fuck that. Imagine just talking about your health and like what you could do to be a little healthier and like, 
like like any <laughs> can't say what a fat person's like thought to that really is <laughs> yeah, yeah they just go oh that fucking rich asshole's got a trainer and a chef <laughs> fuck off speaking of which have you seen i Segura? gotta eat mcdonald's three times a week <laughs> have you seen sugar lately thin pull up sugar's instagram have you seen him thin he don't you don't even recognize him look at this that, okay that so go to that remember that picture where he looks like ted alexandro well, that's on, not got his, stung by that's a not his heaviest that's not his heaviest go to tom's fattest type in fat tom segura uh that's it is me. telling how fat that there, uh, that, it that's, is funny how fat that i am that i always thought tom wasn't that fat though yeah, there we go so that's tom's okay so that's tom and then go to his instagram right now Let's go to his Instagram. Nope. Go to his Instagram right now. Oh, I did go to Tom's I Instagram. I saw that right picture now. actually. No, 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 no. Wait, do you see this? Go to his stories. Go to his stories. Go to his stories. Okay, go. Okay. Hold on. Okay, I have it on mine. He sent it to me. Hang on. Look at him surfing. But wait, hold on. Wait, do you see this fucking picture of him? This is Segura now. Okay. There's him in a suit. Dapper. Fucking cocksucker. Go to the picture of him in a suit. He looks so fucking skinny. But there's a picture of him that he sent me, but he looks so fucking skinny. I'd love to ask him, or have you even talked to him about his concern or your concern about like, is there something lost and like kind of having your jolly, do you know what I mean? Like yeah. if I was, I wouldn't so worry, worry, worry about losing weight as much as I would like if I got muscular. It would just be like a weird He's very thing. muscular. He's fucking jacked right now. Yeah, I'm saying that would be a weird He's as skinny thing. as Chris Rock. Look at that picture of him and Chris Rock. Like they're the same size oh, human. I bet he's having fun buying clothes. Oh, he he has the best fucking clothes. Oh, yeah. Um, I don't think he cares about that. Like, I don't think he really cares about um about hang on, stop scrolling. You're missing the picture that I got. I got it privately. And I forgot about that. I mean, you can see right there, and that is no, no, no. Next. Wait, do you send? I mean, look. I mean, he is jacked. He's skinny as fuck. But wait, I got a private picture from him that his cock bigger. Let me see. I'll, I'll find it. Watch this. Did he tell you that as his best friend of his cock's bigger? All right, take a look at this picture of Tom. Fucking. Why are you dodging this? Is the cock bigger question? We're the same cock. Look at that. Oh yeah, same. That's yeah, wild. He looks totally fucking different and it's fucking i mean it's inspiring for me i don't think i don't think he i really don't think first of all i'll i mean i can tell this candidly i don't think anyone's going to see him on tour again for five years so i don't think he gives a fuck i think he's done i think he's doing this special and his next special and then he's taking time off to do movies and do podcasts and focus he'll do stand-up but i think i don't think anyone he'll be touring again he just did the most amount of shows he did the most amount of short shows he's ever done in a year, he just did it this year and leading into next year. Yeah. And then when his special comes out, I think he's done. I think he's done touring. He doesn't tour like that. Now, sadly, that's I like just speculating called other people's careers. Let's just do that all day. No, it's no. He's oh, he's I could I might know I know Sarah Silverman's going to bang out some West Sarah Coast Silverman's gigs on tour, and then she's outski. I, I think moving to Oslo. Thin Lips. Sarah Silverman's doing a Thin Lip tour. I just saw it on the, on Instagram. I tried to hit her up. I was like, I'd love to have Sarah on my podcast. Yeah. See, she'd be great for fucking Lee Janice Skanks because politically, she's totally different. Like, politically, she's politically on paper, she's totally different than you, but she's identical to you because you guys are comics. Yeah. If I love 
Sarah. And, I fucking uh, love Sarah. What you know? Who jumped on our pod? Who jumped on Legion of Skanks a few weeks ago? It was great. I love her too. Uh, Janine Garofalo. I dude she was hanging out. She jumped on with us for a little bit. It was she's, so fun. She's the best. Dude, the fuck. The she fuck. gets it. We always get. We kind of catch her sometimes, like sitting outside the door, like watching the show a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, and she's just like she's the fucking best. I just she's, again, she's a comic. Man, that's the thing, first and foremost. All right, let me see what other questions I had on here. SDR, you're going to Vegas tomorrow? Uh yeah, yeah, yeah. Heading to Vegas to do uh the AVN Awards. SDR show, me and Ralph Sutton. You've done the show before. Yeah. We're uh we have a booth on the floor on the AVN uh expo. So that's gonna be funny. We're just gonna be sitting there, people watching and podcasting all day. Oh so, I'm like, we'll have endless episodes cut that up into 10 episodes easy of us just talking shit on the floor of this place <laughs> while someone next to us is selling their like you know rubber asshole <laughs> who's coming this year anyone did they have like names of people showing up uh well i'm excited actually uh christina and corinne guys oh yeah fucked, uh are nominated for the same it's just adult podcast they're calling it oh really and uh, we're both nominated for it, so they're coming out for the, just the awards night, but they're coming out for the oh, awards. It'd be so fun to party with. But I was there. like, oh yeah, I already got invited to like a like a flyer thing that's like clothing optional, dance on the fuck on the or fuck on the dance floor party. <laughs> you just stand around in a circle and wave money like a cockfight. <laughs> that's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna drink and laugh with Ralph and Shannon. <laughs> what uh. What was the last thing? I, oh, you know, okay, this is the last thing I'll talk about. Then we'll go do st spots. What's well, 5.30? Show starts at 8? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'll take a shit. Maybe I'll see Leanne. Maybe I'll see my kids, and then I'll meet you over at the store. And then we'll bring them. Yeah, I'll go over there at like, uh, what time are you heading over? 7.30, I'll probably. I'll okay. be there like 7. I'll be there 7.30, I think. I'll meet you at 7.30. So there was a period of time when I was going to try to not be shirtless. Mm -hmm. Do you remember this? Mm -mm, we did you your CISO show. Oh, okay yeah and, and i came back and i had a shirt on and you were getting hair and makeup and your show was called what's your fucking deal yeah and the the idea of what's your fucking deal is people go on do do crowd work you then go up with them do crowd work together and you'd had one comic mostly Artie fuqua yeah in the middle of the audience kind of like taking the mic to the people. Right, yeah, yeah. And so my job was, I don't think I did crowd work. No, I did, did do crowd, did crowd mic. I did crowd mic. Yep. I did crowd mic. And so the I. first season was all Artie Fuqua did the whole season. Yeah. Second season, we had different people do it uh, every show, and you did one of the shows. I did one of the shows. And so I came back, and you were getting hair and makeup, and I was like, uh, Jay, what do you think? And I was going to say, like, what do you think? When I do the thing, I was going to say something, and I go, Jay, what do you think? And you just looked at me and you go, <laughs> oh, no shirt. And I went, oh, okay. And I had like a nice shirt on. I was going to, and I was like, okay. And then I was like, oh, yep, no shirt, no shirt it is. <laughs> and so I just took it off. I took it off and went out shirtless and did the whole thing shirtless. And it was like one of those moments where I was like, I guess maybe I'll be the guy who sometimes wears a shirt, sometimes takes it off. And I go, Jay, what do you think? I was going to ask you a different question. You go, oh, no shirt. I went, all right, done. Uh, of course. The funniest thing about it is like, uh, is when they have the shots of you like holding the mic down for a person. And like you're enjoying what's being said so much is like you just see like your tummy like <laughs> your, your tummy like bouncing. What were we laughing, laughing so fucking hard about? I'll tell you what I remember from that night the most because it's funny in retrospect because everything's okay. But we got to a car afterwards, me, you, and Christine, and we were going to like uh, oh, I remember get that. something to eat or get something to drink. We were going. I think Christine was still drinking at that point, and we were in the back of the car, and you go, uh, 
You go, oh, Doug Stanhope's calling. He goes, two people that when they call you answer, Doug Stanhope and Joey Diaz. And he goes, puts it on speakerphone. He goes, Doug, talk to me. I'm hanging out. He goes, hey, what's up? And he goes, oh, hanging out with Jay and Christine. We just finished filming. What's your fucking deal? Things are great, man. We're going out drinking. I said, Doug Stanhope's calling. I'm answering the phone. And he goes, uh, bingo just fell and cracked their skull open. They just had the helicopter to the nearest city. It doesn't look good. And then Bert had to go take him off speaker and go, hey, man, what's up? <laughs> like Bert was so excited. You pitched it so hard. We are having the night of our lives. We're all getting laid tonight. <laughs> Did you? He's like, he's like, Bingo's brain fell out of her skull, and it just happened. And that was right before Trump got elected. <laughs> that was right before the. That was right before I met Marilyn Manson. That was right before. Do, okay, all right. Last thing I'm gonna say. Last thing we're gonna say on this podcast. Do you remember when we shot? Did you see my post the other day that I posted about you? What, what? So I woke up and my beard was to the side. Do you remember? <laughs> uh -huh. Okay, so I posted this the other day. I woke up. My beer was to the side, and Leanne and I were going to take the girls on a hike. I was taking the girls on the same day that I laughed with Georgia. I was taking the girls on a hike, and I got in the car, and I looked at her, and I said, Do you, can you help me carry coffees? And my beard was like, because I had slept on it. She goes, honey, you got to fix your beard. And I looked at it in the mirror, and I said, I, and I did a post. I said, Every, and it's 100% true. Every time, I'd never noticed that happen <laughs> to me, but every time I see it from this point, from when we did the cabin forward, I remember you flying from New York to L.A. on like a fucking 6 a.m. flight to get into L.A. to shoot that morning. You had been out all night. You had just done a huge fucking show. You had been partying up until your flight. You <laughs> slept a little bit on the plane, and then you came straight to the set. You get to the set, and you're, you had slept on your beard, and your beard was sideways, <laughs> and you looked at me and go, I'm ready to shoot. And I go, are you, Jay? <laughs> and you go, can you tell that I'm tired? And I go, your beard's over to the side. And you went, oh, sorry. <laughs> I, every time my beard's to the side, I, to, I remember that look in your eyes. Side. You were so tired. You were so tired that halfway through the thing, you go, I don't think I've said anything. <laughs> I remember, I think the first thing I said, that was the, the, the crush. It was always so fun. I mean, the story's so great about it. The cabin things. We all sat at the table. I'll put the uh they've already seen me get yelled at for like they're like dude if you're gonna smoke a cigarette you have to stand in this circle and <laughs> yeah. everyone's gonna watch you until it's out yeah which i get uh and then i'd run over and we all sat to take like the first it was you Dion cole anthony anderson and me and whatever the first thing i said i was i don't even remember what it was i'm like oh here's my opening blah 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 whatever it was anthony anderson just stood up and went nope and walked over to that side and sat down. He goes, I'm not going to be seen next to that being said. And I was yeah, like, my was, first thing? What, my first thing? I, I, don't, I have no idea. Nope. <laughs> I was like, oh, man. Uh, do you remember they gave Dion a massage and he started bleeding out of his nose? <laughs> <laughs> he, he said, is that normal? A back massage? I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot. <laughs> Coughing up blood out of his nose, and he goes, "Is that normal?" And I went, "Yeah." A lot of times, sometimes the guys behind him shaking his hand. They go, "We need a medic over here." They go. By the way, I still think they tried to get him to move on by saying it was like, "No, it's like a full release." <laughs> I 
<laughs> you're having, now you're just having full releases. Like, I don't know, man. He was spinning <laughs> He's like, uh, this doesn't feel normal. <laughs> like, no, a lot of times people get a massage. Like blood pours out of their face. <laughs> so, he was a... Uh, he was on. It was one of those massage tables. <laughs> and Anthony Anderson was in so much pain. He's like, ah, mama, mama, and Dion's spitting up blood. And he's doing. It's definitely not normal. His uh, they had him. You know, we were in like the massage chairs. So every time he's like, he's got like cracking elbows in his back. You just see blood pour out and hit the floor on this dirt. It was just dirt. Shit. Oh, that is so funny how oh. him, I forgot until this moment <laughs> that he got rolfed into his fucking his, all of his face oh. holes were bleeding. Oh my god, he was coughing <laughs> up and spitting up blood. He's like, Is this normal? And they're like, Totally. Look up if that's even if that's a, oh. say mouth and nose bleeding oh. from massage, <laughs> or even do fairness, do rolfing. Mouth bleeding. Oh, I remember they took his blood pressure and they put him off to the side. And they're like, "We need a medic up here." They brought they brought medic. Oh. They had an ambulance come and like take his like vitals and stuff. And they I go, remember. Even they just left. They were like, "Yeah, I guess." Oh, I remember. I remember getting up because I was, I was getting a massage, but I, they were like, "Hey, we need someone to talk to everyone, so you need to like walk back and forth." And so I was like, "Okay," and I was walking in Dion, Dion's <clears throat> spitting blood, and he goes. Is there, and he couldn't see because the thing he goes, is there blood in that? And I looked down and go, no, 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 there's not blood. I'm thinking, who the fuck bleeds out of their mouth through a massage? And he was like, I feel like there's blood in that. I go, no, it's the clay from the fucking thing for the horses. You're being crazy and superstitious. Yeah. And then he comes up and there's blood on his nose. He goes, am I bleeding? <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> and he's like, he's definitely bleeding. Uh, and I remember they were like, no, nah, that's just normal. That happens with a lot of massages. Oh. It was so much going. That's why. That's why I fall in the background of that episode in, in so, oh. those situations when uh, everyone was there, because I don't know how to. We were all getting rolfed, is what it was, which is a very yeah. like deep. It's tissue. a very deep tissue. Uh, it massage. hurts, but like I don't know how to be in like pain. Oh. I was intimidated by the situation because Anthony Anderson knows how to like. It hurt obviously, but yeah. while it hurt me, I'm like my film was probably me just going like. Uh, I remember. I remember. Like, 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 ah, but Anthony Anderson knows how to do exactly. He's like, like yeah. no, oh Lord, oh, Lord, get, make sure you don't leave my house to my ex-wife. Yeah. Uh, yeah, like, yeah. And I'm like, oh, I don't know how to like, like I wouldn't. I, I don't uh, know how to do the equivalent of that to not make it look. Like I'm just going like, oh, are we doing a cartoon freak out? Yeah. Like, okay. <laughs> we, Yahoo, wazzle bazzle, wazzle bazzle. <laughs> do you know how Anthony Anderson got into stand up? No. So there was a comedy. He said club. Nick Cannon can do it. No. <laughs> he's, he's, Nick Cannon's doing it. He was at the Los Angeles Comedy Club. It used to be on, I think it was on Pico. I think that's where he was. And he went to a comedy show and he started heckling everyone from the front row. He thought that was like a thing that people did. So he got in the front row and was heckling people. And this guy's like, and he was on the show. He was signed up to do the open mic and thought, well, why I wait for the open mic? I'll just heckle everyone. So he sat up and did an signed up for the open mic, then sat in the front row and just heckled everyone. And then he went on stage last. And they're like, ladies and gentlemen, Anthony Anderson. Everyone's like, 
all the comics are like, oh, this motherfucker. And they just snipered him. And he was like, that's when I learned you're not supposed to heckle. And I was like, what an interesting. It's so funny. You know why Dion Cole. It's interesting to me because like Patrice, it's always like the same story too. Like the heckling. And then I was like, can you do better? And like got up there and did it. Patrice did it. But I don't, I always feel like there's like some, like if you were there that night, like it probably wasn't as epic as everybody says. <laughs> I had we went to a comedy show. I've been singing all of it. You know, what I mean, like I when you hear the story back, it's like I love that it's like Patrice is the door guy and it's heckling. They said, Can you do better? And he went up and did it. But like, is that possibly exactly what happened? <clears throat> probably not. <laughs> I had a I went to a comedy show in college. I wish I could remember this comic's name. I wish I could find this comic. And we were singing in the front row, me and my buddy Eddie, this girl Jordan, and uh one of Jordan's friends, and uh, this guy's joke was, uh, "We're floating down the river, dot dot dot, and then we have a a cooler." And I said, "It's a cooler. It's got to be inflatable." And it didn't, nothing didn't sat there silent, <laughs> and everyone's just like, and then I just went, "Oh." It's a cooler. <laughs> and the place went bananas. And this guy shot me eyes like and I went, Ooh, I guess I guess this isn't for all of us. I guess only he's the funny one. And so and then I went up to him afterwards. I was like, Hey man, this is really cool what you do. How do I get into this? And he was like, Go fuck yourself. Yeah. I was like, What? And he was like, You're a cock, man. Fuck you. And he was like, Get the fuck out of here. And I was like, All right, it's good meeting you. I think you're good, man. It's a cooler. <laughs> he gave him one more shot it's a cooler it's a, it's a cooler cooler <laughs> i wish i could remember that find out who that comic is all oh, right that's what we were saying before like people who are like mean to you we yeah, should for another day for another day yeah for another day we, we should do a big podcast I, I wish i could take you down to the new studio and show you is anyone down there is leanne down there I'll show you when you come here. When you come here, we'll go. I'll take you to the new. We'll be set up to do podcasts. I'm coming there. back uh, here in a few weeks after Sacramento to do some like press stuff for the special. And then when are we and doing? Then and then February. February, we're doing it. Back February, for, uh, yeah, something's burning. Yeah, that'll be fun. February, so, yeah, the three of us, me and Dave, me, Dave, and Lewis. Uh, it's so bizarre that you really guys fun. are all a team because you're so fucking different. But I think that's why it works. I think it's also the dynamic of it works great that like organically the bonfire is like a different show, even though it's just me. Yeah bringing what i bring to something like that it's the dynamics and that's yeah it really great. is dynamically it's, it's such a different fucking show you know we keep talking about the funny that the change in dynamics of things. me and lewis were so stoked the hotel he's staying in has guitar hero in the lobby like uh, it's right next to the store and it's got guitar here in the lobby and I, I i came in early yesterday like to the store before we did yeah. our show to like go play guitar here with them and the funny thing about that is when me and dave were first hanging out dave hung out with me like 24 7 365 for like a year or two almost yeah like staying at my house all the time and stuff and me and him played hours and hours of guitar hero and it's just one of the things i keep learning about that they'll say now that at the time dave hated guitar hero <laughs> with a passion <laughs> and every time i was like yeah by the way because he never really learned how to play good so he would play like bass on easy and i'm like you love playing bass he's like sure. he never complained about playing bass on a game called guitar hero he did nothing boom, he slapped boom, every boom, couple boom, seconds boom, boom, boom. and i'm i had the microphone i'm like <laughs> you can go your own way and i'm like trying to hold over for dave to do me uh, nothing. 
All right, let's go do spots. Hell yeah. I love you, Jack. Love you, buddy. This episode was brought to you by The Machine.